are live with another episode of the Compassionate Viking Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Stanway. In today's episode, we have my buddy Sean, and we talk about geoengineering. Most of most of people have never heard of this before. They think it's a conspiracy theory, but the truth is there's patents, there's your own eyes that can look up in the sky, and I mean... It's undeniable. So I want to bring it to everybody's attention and get more eyes on it so that we can do something about it. So I hope you guys enjoy it and we will get on with the herb of the week. Today's herb is garlic. I fucking love garlic. And I picked a different book. I picked, uh, it's called Medicinal Herbs, A Beginner's Guide by Rosemary Gladstar. Or maybe it's Rosemary Gladstar's Medicinal Herbs, A Beginner's Guide. You know, it's for like grandmas or moms or whatever. But if you want to learn some shit, then you got to pick up these books. And they teach you how to do all this gardening and shit. And they teach you about the, you know, how to make like salves and poultices and tinctures teas so i figured today we would go over garlic and it says uh were i forced to have only one herb in my kitchen garlic would be it if there's anything if there's anything that enhances the flavor of food more improves health better than garlic it's yet to be discovered garlic the infamous stinking rose Brunt of many jokes, offender of probing, prophesizes, may in the final analysis be nothing less than one of the world's most versatile culinary herbs and greatest medicinal plants. Useful for everything is my motto for garlic. It says, growing garlic. Garlic is easy and fun to grow. It thrives in well-drained, fertile soil with good pH. Four to five, or from four to five to 8.5, and does best in full sun. Plant individual cloves with their pointed ends up, about six inches apart and two inches deep. Plant in the fall for a late summer harvest or early spring for a late fall harvest. Harvest the bulbs after the blooms die back and the leaves begin to fall over. To increase the size of the bulbs, Cut back the flowering stalks known as scapes. The scapes themselves are edible and delicious. Oh, yes, and remember to save some of your biggest, best cloves for replanting next time. So, I planted garlic for the first time last year, and I planted it too late. And so my garlic only grew like one little tiny bit. But I must have not gotten all of the garlic up in some places because when I go out right now there's garlic that I haven't planted I mean I planted garlic this year yes but the garlic from last year that I didn't get is growing so that's cool and lesson learned I gotta either plant it in the fall probably like around Halloween time or you gotta plant it like right now I think if you did it right now you'd have a good a good fall harvest So, the medicinal uses, garlic is the herb of choice for treating colds, flus, sore throats, and poor sluggish digestion. 
It stimulates the production of white blood cells, boosting the body's immune function and its sulfur compounds and essential oils make it a potent internal and external antiseptic, antibacterial, and antimicrobial, agent effective for treating, for treating many types of infections. It, ha- it says, <clears throat> it has even been found effective against several forms of antibiotic-resistant strains of bacteria. Garlic is also a well-known, I don't fucking know what that is, vermifuge, and is used to treat intestinal worms in humans and animals. So there's another natural parasitic, garlic. I think last time we went over wormwood, so put those two together. It is very effective for maintaining healthy blood, cholesterol levels, and helps prevent blood uh, platelet aggregation, making it the herb of choice for many circulatory issues. Studies show that it also lowers blood sugar levels, making it a useful aid in treating type 2 diabetes. Aside from all this garlic, it is just plain tasty. So, there we go, guys. Um, If you don't like garlic, well, I'm sorry. But if you do, eat more of it. And try not to get, try not to get, you know, store-bought garlic on the shelf unless you know that it's freshly grown. Even the organic garlic at the, the grocery store came from hundreds of miles away. And... It's lost a lot of life force. So let's try and get try and get our fresh herbs. Try and get nu- nutrient dense food locally grown. And I hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, I want to talk to you about my friends out at NFS Company in Colorado Springs. My buddy George and I got a hold of each other through Instagram because we shared the same beliefs, same morals, same values. He stands behind honor and integrity, and he's a salt-of-the-earth fucking man just like me. So because of that, the universe made us link up, and now we're working together. He's the best firearms dealer around. I recently just got a Glock 19 FDE, and it was shipped here in two days from Colorado. So you can't fucking beat that. However... I live in Washington, so I have to wait 10 days to get it anyways. But on his end of the deal, it was top-notch. They're selling guns. They're selling ammo. They're selling optics. They got fucking tactical gear. They got suppressors. They even got their own private range for professional instructors. If any of you guys are looking for preparedness for firearms training, they currently got a 10th Group Special Forces guy doing all their instructions. This spring... They're going to be opening a shoot house and an NVG course, or courses rather. If any of you guys are interested on doing their classes, you can find their schedule on Instagram at nofuckingslack.co. This February, so next month, they're going to be having a grand opening for their store. So if anyone's out in the Colorado area or by Colorado Springs, I highly suggest you going over to NFS Company and checking them out. If any of you guys are interested in learning more, you can go on Instagram at nofuckingslack.co or you can go on their online website at www.nfsshootingsupply.com. That's www.nfsshootingsupply.com. Go check them out. That's no fucking slack.
And we're live here with my buddy, Sean. What's up, Tyler? Oh, just coming to podcast with you and drop some hammer of the gods on the people about what's going on (laughs) in the world. Yes, buddy. I'm really uh, grateful that you came up here to my house and we're sitting in the podcast room, which is also the homeschool room. I like it. It's a great place out here. Right before we started recording, we sat down and got some patent numbers for you guys so that... When you hear what we have to say and you think we're full of shit, you can actually go look it up. I wish I was full of shit. I, I, stuff, dude, you know? so I wish I was wrong about everything. But the more you look around the world, the more you're like, oh, man, oh, there's stuff going on. There is definitely stuff going on. And I feel the same way. I'm like, for all the arrows I've taken over the last year, or not last year, last 10 years, rather. Life. I still would rather people be like, you're fucking wrong and totally out of touch. Yeah. Then you're right. You know, on one hand, it's like, ha ha, I told you so, but I don't actually want what I told you so to be a real thing because no. I have to deal with it too. No, I don't want to be the I told you so guy. Absolutely. But I'm not. like, look, I told you so. I know. I know. So this episode, we're going to go kind of deep on some of the things that we can see firsthand with our own eyes. You don't actually need to, you know, go to some CIA archives or whatever, which you, it helps. It helps, but you can also see what we're going to talk about with your own eyes. You just have to be aware of it. Yeah. And hopefully by the time we get done with this podcast, more people will be aware of it and sure. they will start to see it for themselves. Yeah. And that, uh, that's going to be the weather. Cause it is the weather, the weather. So before we get started on going on our rabbit hole, why don't we let the listeners, uh, and on a little bit about your background, you know, where you're from, where you're born, what <sighs> my background, man, what do you want to know about me? Uh, my name is Sean. Yep. Uh, I've lived in Western Washington my whole life. Okay. Uh, I actually used to live right up here by you, Tyler. Oh, all right. So I went to, I lived in Stanwood for a while. Uh, I've done a lot of things. I've worked in grocery business. I've cut meat. Yep. I've sold cars. I sell houses now. I do all kinds of stuff, but I also like to keep an open mind and research and look at the world around me. And so that's kind of what's got me here today. Okay. So for you, at what point, if you can remember, at what point did you start questioning the reality of what we were taught growing up? 9-11. 9-11. I think that was a big one. Yep. Yep. Sure. So how old were you then? I was, that was 2001. Mm-hmm. So I was 19. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> essentially just a, a, the beginning stages of being an adult. Right. Absolutely. Right on. Just coming out of the, uh, you know, education, the public education system. Mm-hmm. That's more of an indoctrination system, if I'm honest. Right. Absolutely. They're teaching you how to play hot cross buns on a recorder. They're not teaching you how to do taxes or no. anything like that. Nope. They don't teach you. The, the system will never teach you what you need to know to escape from it. And, the, and there's right. a reason from that, of course. for that, right? Of course. Because if you escape from it, then you're no longer, you know, you're not, a, you're not a slave to the system. They need those tax slaves. They sure do. I pay them under duress, but, you know, you got to exist in this reality. I know. I think watching The Matrix when that came out in like oh. 99 or 2000, that movie was so crazy. I didn't even like... It didn't even, I couldn't even comprehend it. Uh-huh. Like, what? Most like, people couldn't. No. It, I remember my it mom. Blew my mind. She was like, I don't even understand what's going on. Like, what's happening right now? Uh-huh. Like, he was in a thing, and now he's out, and he's in another place, but he can exist in this other place? Like, it was so crazy and revolutionary. But the more you look at life, you're kind of like living in a matrix. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. There's NPCs out there walking around. And- One of the things, I think I was in eighth grade when yeah. 9-11 happened. 
Okay. And uh, yeah, you're a little younger than me, right? I am a little bit. I think I was in eighth grade. Okay. And at that time, I have no idea. You sure. Know? I no, don't know what you the don't fuck's know. going on. Oh. But by the time I was probably, I guess it would probably be like 20 for me. Yeah. I had came across this book that my brother had, uh, my brother recommended to me. And my brother's younger than me. Yeah. He was only like 14 at the time. So I don't even know where or how he came across this. Okay. But it was David Icke, Human Race, Get Off Your Knees, The Lion Sleeps No More. Okay. I don't know what this book's about, but he's <laughs> like, dude, you have to read this. And as a 14-year-old little brother, it's right. like, okay. And so I started, I, I bought it okay. and I started reading it. Yeah. And the book was way different than what I thought it was. I had never, I have, or at that time, I had never read a book that was like uh, n- not a fictional book, really. Yeah, right. I mean, maybe a few biographies or autobiographies, okay. but I had never read a, I'm used to like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. And in there, it goes over all the shit that's been going on. Yeah. And it was like. There's definitely a playbook. There definitely was. There and it's like, dude, I came across it. this playbook and it absolutely was manufactured, intended, calculated, purposeful. Yeah. And, you know, someone could say, well, why would they do that? And now where I'm at today is I could, I could simplify it to a f- like three words. Yeah. What would you say? I would say the, f- the Freedom Act. The Freedom Act. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Before 9-11, no Freedom Act. Oh, the Patriot Or the Patriot Act. Sorry. Yeah, the, yeah, Patriot the Patriot Act. Act. For sure. That's definitely a manuscript that was sitting on the shelf, and they're waiting to dust it off. Of course. And they needed a new Pearl Harbor to drop it. Mm-hmm. Like, we need this generation's Pearl Harbor to, to unite everybody and bring them together so we can just introduce this, you know, thing that we just happen to have sitting on the shelf that we couldn't really pass another way. Uh-huh. Because if the people weren't really scared shitless, then we couldn't really offer them a solution, right? That's it's right. It's like dialectic. Uh, it, it's a problem-reaction solution. Absolutely. Like, okay, we got this solution on this shelf. How do we deliver it to the people in a way that they'll accept it uh-huh. i know let's just raise hell in the country let's just fuck everybody up yeah and that's what they do and then all the humans have a certain reaction that they already know they already know what's going to happen right they know how you're going to act and they're like hey guys we can solve this for you and yeah. all the people yeah. are like yeah please make it better daddy yeah. yeah and they're like hey we'll introduce the patriot act yeah and we're like yeah yeah and now because i'm a patriot right exactly Why would i vote against the patriot act? oh it's ridiculous and then when you yeah. look into the things that actually like went down with yeah. as a critically thinker you know you're really telling me that 13 jihadis hijacked a fucking airplane with some box cutters well uh, yeah that first of all but to take it a step further there was two planes yep and three buildings fell down. Hey, okay. we can't talk about that. No, I, I, have, <laughs> I have like tried to just bring that up casually in conversation. If someone is talking, oh, 9-11, really terrible. Yeah, I get it. That was awful. It was a horrible act. We're like, man, what happened to building seven? How did that one go down? They're like, what? What do you mean building seven? Like People don't even know about that one. Isn't that crazy? Which the BBC or some news organization was saying that it collapsed like 30 minutes before it actually collapsed. On like, the news, it, right? On the news. It was like 20 minutes or 30 video. minutes. And you're like, what? Like, there's the building behind the lady who said it fell down and it hasn't fallen down yet. Mm-hmm. So how did two planes bring down three buildings? It's crazy. Anyway, that's 9-11. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's a whole. That's not the weather, but we're going to get there. We're getting there. We're on the path of like where we're getting. How we got. How we got here. Because yeah. it didn't just start out. You know all this stuff. It yeah. was a series of events and dots that end up connecting and in sure. patterns. One of the things that I've noticed about the people who are 
I don't know, have a more open mind or more aware of what's the reality really is, yeah. is that they, they are very good at like noticing and comparing patterns. Yeah. Right. Because once the pattern doesn't, it's not the same pattern anymore. It's immediately a red flag and your bells and whistles come up. Yeah. That pattern interruption. Pattern interruption. So now uh, we used to live by each other when I was we younger. We did. That is how we first kind of came across each other. Yes. Yeah. We were neighbors. That was over 10 years ago. Yeah, it was. That was 2010, yeah. 2011, somewhere yeah. in there. I moved in there in like 09. Okay. I think. So, uh, <laughs> and we weren't like friends or anything. I mean, no. we weren't enemies. It was just Sean lives a few houses down, yep. and whatever. We were neighbors. We were neighbors. And then somehow along the way on Instagram, we got connected. I remember you because yeah. I remember you <laughs> as having the yellow pace car. That's right. The yellow Camaro for Evergreen Speedway. For Evergreen Speedway when I worked out there. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. It's like 2011. This guy knows some of the things that I know. I know a few things. And at the time, it's hard to come by people who knew some of the things that I knew. Sure. And so we started kind of bearing back and forth and sending yeah. information. And we started setting up like somehow podcasts without even actually having a podcast yeah. and all these yeah, different yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. So we finally got to the point where we got the Compassionate Viking podcast up and running. Which is great, by the way. You guys should go back and listen to all of them. They're fantastic. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate of it. Of course, Tyler. So... I got a hold of you and I was like, dude, I think it's time. Yeah. And here we are. Here we are. And one of the first things that you said when you walked in the door is I want to talk about the weather. Yeah. I think that's a good one that we can all, you know, we can see it with our eyes. We can see what's going on. But if you don't know what's going on, you're just like, oh, well, it's just the weather, you know, ha ha, it's the weather. Then that's the way you're going to perceive the world. But if you have a little more knowledge about it and some of the concepts that I guess our government has floating around out there, which... We're going to give you evidence of it'll open your mind, it'll yeah. open your eyes and you'll see things in a different way. And I think that's just what we're trying to do here is help people see the world in a different way. That's it. Yeah. Broaden, broaden. Just, look, I'm just going to share the information. You come to your own conclusion on the world. I'm not telling anyone how to believe nope. I, you can't do that anymore. I guess when you're first trying to wake up, right? Yeah. You want to wake everybody up too. You're like shaking people like, come on, guys, don't you see what's going on? We're, we're all <laughs> fucked. We're not really all fucked, but you get, you have that feeling in yeah. the beginning, right? And you're just trying to tell everybody and nobody wants to hear it because nope. they're in their lane and they don't want to leave that comfort zone they're mm. you know they're afraid of what they don't know and it's funny because we say like we need people to wake up yeah okay and i was just talking to vanessa about this a few days ago okay we use the term wake up yeah and it's hard to wake people up well when you think of someone actually sleeping yeah and you go and wake people up with there's different ways you can wake up you could sure. do a, a nice little a kiss and a rub up. and a, okay. hey honey it's time to get up today yeah. da, da, da. you could fucking do what i was doing and just dump ice cold water on people yeah and expect them to not be angry when they oh my god up. yeah <laughs> and uh so i started using the wake up as an actual metaphor for real sleep yeah and it's like no you don't understand when someone is not ready to get up when it is not time for them to wake up they're not waking up. They're not waking and up. And you're not waking up. And if, up. the more you try, you will create fights, 
physical fights. If you're trying to wake this person up when they don't want to get up. Oh yeah. You'll get canceled. They'll fight you and they, they'll take it to extremes. They will. Some people go crazy. They try to get you fired from your job, try to alienate you from your family. They they might even leave you if you're in a relationship. Yeah. 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 So it's a really, it's a really fine line. It is. And I think that you have the, the correct approach, which I too have now taken on. (laughs) I don't care whether you believe me or not. This isn't, I'm not your guru. I'm not your shaman. I'm not here to tell you how to live your life or what to believe. I'm here to tell you the information that I have received, looked at, yeah. analyzed, and said, hey, do your own research. Do your own research. Yeah. Right? I don't care if you Which believe takes me. time. It does. Right? We live in a society now where people want everything in like a 30-second soundbite. And I want to see something in 30 seconds, and then I'll make an emotional decision about it, and then I'll feel good about that, and I'll move on my way. Yeah. But that's not how it works. Like, you have to do a ton of research to understand these deeper concepts. And a huge part of it is because, especially now, whether people want to believe it or not, things are censored. They are censored. Right? And so, platform <clears throat> censored, uh, you name it. A lot of it. times people will be like, okay, well, I'm going to research it. And they pull out their phone and they type it in Google. Right, because that's what you know to do. Right? right? And then you just Google it. Google says that I'm full of shit. Yeah. They're like, no, you're wrong. Google says this right yeah. here. And it's like, Google hey. says chemtrails are contrails. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's just exhaust gas from the jet guys. You guys are so dumb. There's no there's no chemtrails. All right. They wouldn't spray the sky. And Why would I'm they like, do that? Man, you have to understand that Google is owned by the same people <laughs> that I'm talking to you about. Yeah. So they're not going to say, hey, by the way, guys, we just want to let you know we're doing all of this. Yeah. Um, something. Have you ever seen, real quick, before we got get into the weather. Oh, no problem. Have you seen... Like the the lawsuits gone against McDonald's for the the meat. I've seen like human meat. I've seen. I've heard of the human meat one. I mean, I know the one where a lady spilled a hot coffee on her lap and sued McDonald's. And yeah. That's why they got to put caution hot on it. Like, that's how dumb people that's are. That's how dumb people like are. The co- of course the coffee's hot, you idiot. Like, it's a hot, you ordered a hot coffee. Yeah. And you spilled it on yourself. So yeah. I'm going through these McDonald's lawsuits. And like oh 90% God. of all the branches in our country right now are yeah. being held in some form of court lawsuit oh due God. to uh, the ingredients within the food. Okay? Yeah. Well, I work with this guy, and I'm talking to another guy about it. And we're kind of bannering back and forth. Yeah. And the, the, the other dude says, that's bullshit. And I said, really? What makes That's you a s- knee-jerk reaction. What, what makes way. you say that? He goes, I looked it up. Yeah. I said, where? And he goes, I literally just typed it in Google. Yeah. And it says that that's not true. I read it on Vice. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, that doesn't mean it's not true. Like, you would yeah. actually need to go to, because it's not going to be on the front page. No. They don't want you to know what's really going on. No. And it's just that mindset of... I took my phone out. I typed into Google. It took me 20 seconds. It says you're lying, and now I go on my way. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's absolutely the truth. So the weather has been a big thing. I have been talking about chemtrails for the better part of like eight years now. Yeah. And everyone for the longest time said that I was full of shit. And like you said, chemtrails aren't a thing. It's contrails. It's just. Yeah. It's uh, ice crystals that are forming out the back of the jet. Yeah. That's it's va- all it is. It's just vapor. It's just water vapor. And Even though those high bypass turbo fans that bypass like 85% of the air through the engines, they're not heating. They're not compressing any of it. No. They're just blowing it right through. So now we're at the point where it's openly admitted. It's no longer conspiracy. 
Or yeah, I shouldn't uh, say. What was I, his name? Brennan. He was talking about solar radiation management. So they have these fancy names for it, right? Stratospheric aerosol injection yeah. or solar radiation management or geoengineering. These are the terms they use. Cloud seeding. Cloud seeding. Of course they do that. They've been doing it all the time. Look up Operation Popeye from uh, the Vietnam War, where yeah. they were actually cloud seeding to try and flood out the Viet Cong yeah. and, and modify the weather. And it worked. It did work. It actually worked too good, and it flooded out a bunch of our guys too. Yeah. So. Yep. They've been trying to modify the weather for a long, long time. And, and that we, was back in the late we, 60s. We do have a technical 70s. document here from the military, which is on a dot .mil okay. address, and it's called Weather as a Force Multiplier, Owning the Weather in 2025. This was written in 96. Okay. okay so we're like two, two years, years away. away. So we're going to get to this document. Okay. So anyway, there's there's stuff out there that they're talking about. Yep. Now they're doing it. And uh, I was just listening to a podcast the other day, and it was about this woman who worked in the Air Force. Yeah. And she, her job was toxicology reports on all sorts of different stuff. Yeah. So she would go around and she'd do toxicology reports and then report it, uh, you know, compare it with the MSDS. Right, right, right. And what she had found was someone, I can't remember, it might have been her brother. Okay. But don't quote me on the exact person. Yeah. Was telling her about these chemtrails. And okay. she was like, no, I've worked in the Air Force for, you know, the better part of 10 or 12 years. Yeah. And it's it's simply not true. It's not true. So it got to the point where finally it was becoming such a burden to her, really, yeah. was she went to debunk it and was going to put this person. Isn't that how it always starts? Right? Yeah. And what she found out was that the more she researched, the less it was debunking and the more it was confirming yeah. that what whoever that guy was was actually telling the truth. Yeah. So then I listened to this whole podcast. She's been banned and ex exiled from all the different stuff. Yeah. But she had said that she created a documentary film that she doesn't know how it's still on YouTube, but it's still on YouTube. And it's through geoengineeringweather.org. Okay. Or is that geoengineering watch? Maybe it's that geoengineering watch. Geoengineeringwatch.org. Okay. It's that one. Uh, like Dan Wiggins or something. I forgot the guy's name. I don't, I'm aware of the site. Okay. Yeah. So through that website or that company or whoever's yeah. working there, they created a documentary called the dimming. And I decided to come home, what, three days ago. Okay. And was like, I, I'm going to watch this. Yeah. And it immediately starts out with all the patents for the, well, maybe not every single one, but a few key patents that's it. that help you understand or set the stage. So I and, and it showed also the blueprint of what the patent was. Yeah. So right when we got here, I was telling Sean, hey, we gotta write these down real quick. Yeah. So that when we talk about it, the people can actually go look it up themselves. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and just Give them so there's a couple of them here, and so you're gonna put these in the show notes, I yep. guess, so yep. people can look it up on their own, of course. So you have uh, U.S. patent, so it's gonna be three eight nine nine one four four powder contrail generation, and this was patented in August twelfth, nineteen seventy five. So right. Okay, they've been working on it for a little while, but it's gone back further than that. We have another patent, USP four four one two six five four. This is from November first, nineteen eighty three. Okay. This is a laminar microjet atomizer and methods of aerial spraying of liquids. Okay. So we're doing that. They have another one, USP 5104069. This is April 14th, 1992, an apparatus and method for ejecting matter from an aircraft. Why would you want to do that? I thought we're just flying planes. Yeah. No, there's more. And then we have a final one here, US 7413145B2. 
It's going to be August 19, 2008, and that's an aerial delivery system. They've modified that with US 7819362B2 from October 26, 2010. That is enhanced aerial delivery system. All right. So they are actively improving this technology because this is what they want to do. Yeah. It really is. They, they want to block the sun. And it's really funny. I mean, if you look at it, what are the two key factors for life on Earth? You need sunlight and carbon. Yep. Right? What are they trying to block and eliminate from our world? Carbon yep. and sunlight. It's, it's like the plan is right <laughs> there. Like they're trying to dim the sun using stratospheric aerosol injection and solar radiation management to, I guess, cool the earth. But cool. what that does is, and they will say this as a side effect, it's like, oh yeah, it can reduce you know plant life and growth and their life cycles. You're, you're killing plants yeah. by not giving them sunlight. Absolutely. And then you're trying to eliminate carbon, which is the building block of all life. That's like, it. Yeah, you have to have carbon. It's it's amazing because... And CO2. Carbon when, dioxide when is what I, plants use, right? Isn't it photosynthesis, that, That's right? what I was going to get A at. plant <clears throat> just uses carbon dioxide and sunlight to magically create air for us to breathe. That's it. And these people are like, you know, maybe we have too much of that. Like, it's, what the hell are you guys talking about? I know. I don't, I don't understand that because there's there is many people who are like, hey, man, the carbon is a problem beings that I've been really researching into nature and plants and all this stuff. Yeah. I realized that there is, there is a factual part to that. Sure. That the carbon is a problem, but it's not the way that they're saying it. Yeah. Due to the way that we've been tilling our soil since the Rockefellers came into big agriculture, we're pulling out all the carbon from the ground and it's now in the air. However, plants are the best at getting it back into the soil. Right. Okay. But instead you go to like Bill Gates, Ted talks and he says that we need to get the carbon footprint to zero. I know. I'm like, bro, if you get the carbon footprint to zero, that means that no plants can live. And if no plants can live, there's going to be no animals that live. And this entire planet quote is going to die. Well, also Tyler, if they do a really good job with vaccines, they can reduce the world population by, you know, 10 to 15%. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so it's a multi-pronged approach here. using on us. And also in Bill Gates' most, I think it's his most recent book. I believe it came out in the summer of 2021. Great. I don't read his book. I don't either. <laughs> but I know that in his book, he actually talks about blocking out the sun to cool the planet. I'm sure he does. And here we are. Now, one of the things that I've recently been noticing is a lot of people have learned about what sun gazing is. Now, whether you do it or not, that's your own thing. But people yeah. are talking about it. The sun hardly comes up at my house, so it's <laughs> really hard to, to sun gaze. However, I have noticed a pattern. Okay. And one of those patterns is in the morning time when the sun's rising, which would be according to how you sun gaze properly, yeah. you don't do it in the middle of the day because the sun's too 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 strong. Too strong. But while in it's in the morning or at night, right? Right? Yeah. And I have noticed since learning about this that the chemtrails are most prominent yeah. in the morning when the sun's coming up on that side by the mountains. Okay. And it's about three thirty, between three thirty and five o'clock. Yeah. This way towards the sunset. And which way are you pointing for the, west. For the listeners? West, okay. I'm pointing right yeah. out to the Puget Sound. That's right. And I've it, it's like, it's a true thing. Yeah. I notice it with my own eyes. They start spraying over there in the morning and they start spraying over here in the afternoon. And just last night, I actually <laughs> videotaped one. 
It oh, made, I do that too. An entire circle, like a perfect ring. Yeah. I've never seen it like this before. I'll take it one further. There's an app I use called Flight Radar 24. Okay. Have you ever heard of it? Mm-mm. So it, I'll show it here to you. Anyone can download this. It's free. It's pretty cool. So okay. let's see. Oh, I'm hitting the mic. Sorry. Flight Radar 24. It'll, there's different trackers. So it allows you to see all of the flights that are in your area. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, most flights have to be advert. Like you have to see what's going on so you can see everything. Okay. And you, you can, if you can identify a plane that is delivering a chemtrail, mm-hmm. you can usually look it up on here and see what it is and really? where it came from and where it's going. Wow. And what I've, what I've discovered, and I don't know if this is true or not, but I've noticed that a lot of them are international flights. Okay. So they're not just U.S. based flights. They're okay. either flying out of somewhere like Vancouver and they're flying to Mexico. And they're flying over us, right? And you can see these you can see these trails turn on and off. Like if it's actually that cold up there and it's supposed to be just spraying a, a contrail, mm-hmm. how come the contrail will go for a certain distance and then stop and there'll be a little block like of nothing and then it shows up again and then it's gone again and then it shows up again and then it sits there and it propagates and it flattens out and it gets wider and wider and wider. And then when you look through it, you can see like a rainbow effect mm-hmm. to the sun. It's great, and you can just watch these things. It's usually a low-cost airline. So here's my theory. I'm not saying it's true or not. I think that these super low-cost airlines, mm-hmm. like a WestJet or an Aerojet or Aeromexico, I think they're getting subsidized to spray, and it doesn't take a lot of people to be in on this yep. at all. And it doesn't even have to have a pilot. They're like, oh, the pilots are in on it, right? And mm-hmm. they're turning switches on and off. No, they're not. All you need to have is some sort of, like, GPS trigger mm-hmm. in there that when the plane hits X spot in the sky, it turns the thing on, yeah. it sprays, and then it turns it off. And nobody has to know. Just like people's timers on their Christmas lights. Bingo. Exactly. A timer on anything. Right. Instead of a timer, it's a location based. Okay. Just yeah. It, <clears throat> it's just so it's so crazy. So it's you a, can watch it happen. We I watch it here all the time. And what uh, let's let's talk about because I'd like to get your your view. What's the problem with that? What's the problem with... With chemtrails. With blocking the sun? Yeah. I mean... To cool the planet, because the average person is going to say, well, we have climate change. It used to be global warming. It did used to be global. That's summertime. Yeah. Summertime is global warming, and then climate change is in the winter. In the wintertime. So now we're in climate change. We're in climate change. And somehow it's still too warm. Yeah. And so they want to cool the planet. That's their... That's their... uh, you know, mantra or whatever they're yeah. using to sell the well, snake it's a, oil. It's a great money-making operation for them, right? The mm-hmm. weather is bad. Give us more taxes, and we'll make the weather more gooder. More gooder. Like, that's on. right. Yeah. And from what I've researched, I learned that they're – okay. At first, when I was researching, I thought they were only dropping aluminum barium strontium, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Right? That sounds familiar, yeah. And then I kind of was going into that because if you're dropping aluminum, being that I'm a metal worker, yeah, and I understand the MSDS on the different types of metals, yeah, aluminum is one that we have to take more precautionary uh, methods while using. Apparently, you know, if I if I weld aluminum, yeah, it will create toxic fumes that I would in, you know inhale or ingest in. Yeah. If I grind aluminum. The tiny dust particulates, I have to have a full respirator on. Not an N95 or no, a ba- full bandana. Respirator. Full respirator. Yeah. And there's there's proof that aluminum 
binds into your central nervous system and creates neurological disorders such as Alzheimer's, dementia, and many, many more. Those are just some. Like sure. I said, I'm not a doctor, guys. No. But this is not intended to be medical advice. No, no. This is just based off of me as a metal worker, what I have to yeah. wear. wear and use while using these based certain types the of metals. Yeah. But then we're just going to drop those particulates into the sky. Yeah. Which none of us are wearing respirators. And if you have your mask on, it's not stopping this from being inhaled. No. It drops into us to breathe, which is a problem. But it also is dropping into our bodies of water and is dropping into our soil. It's our entire ecosystem. The whole thing. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't just go away. They're that's doing, why you got to eat their lab-grown meat, buddy. That's right. Either that or crickets. Or what? crickets. <laughs> One of the two. Oh, man. You will eat the bugs. The bugs. Oh, man. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So not only is it blocking out the sun, which is a problem, not only are they trying to get rid of the carbon to zero, which kills all life on planet Earth, Yeah. but even if they don't get to that point, a lot of people, like that toxicology woman has researched the toxic points within the soil. Yeah. And the the amount of heavy metals in the soil is like an an alarming amount, which then our plants suck up while they're eating and then we eat those plants. Yeah. And it's like I just feel it's really important for people to start seeing the evilness that that the evil is all around us whether you want to believe it or not. It's out there. It is out it there. It happens, right? And most people are good people. I mean, you're a great guy. We're surrounded by great people. Yep. But there is good in the world, and there is evil in the world. And those evil people are trying to convince you they're not evil. Yeah. Right? Yeah. By the things they say. But it's don't look at what they say. Look at what they do. Actually, yeah. What's that? Yeah. Actions speak louder than words? Oh, wow. Where have we heard that before? Right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, the, the chemtrails that the people are spraying in the air is doing all of all of those things that we just said but it's also actually changing the weather. Well they're trying to. I mean they're going to try to manipulate the weather as much as they can, but earth will balance itself out. Uh-huh. I mean, it always has and it always will be. Right? We're just kind of a blip on this map. I don't think that they are stronger than mother nature. They can't beat it. No. No, it'll snap back and yeah. it'll react and certain life finds a way. It right? does Jurassic find a way. Park, life finds <laughs> a way. Yeah. Well, do you want to uh, go into well, your we little... Can, yeah, so we can talk about this here. Let me uh, get this pulled up. So I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's 53 pages long, wow. and so that would take some time. But this is from... Uh, this is a military technical document called Weather as a Force Multiplier, Owning the Weather in 2025. Uh, we can read the... I'll read their disclaimer first. These are, you know, they always got to put a disclaimer in there. They got to tell you what they're doing by telling you they're not doing it. 2025 is a study designed to comply with a directive from the chief of staff of the Air Force to examine the concepts, capabilities, and technologies the United States will require to remain the dominant air and space force in the future. Presented on the 17th of June, 1996, this report was produced in the Department of Defense School Environment of Academic Freedom and in the interest of advancing concepts related to national defense. The views expressed in this report are those of the authors and do not reflect the official policy or position of the United States Air Force, Department of Defense, or the United States government. This report contains fictional representations of future situations and scenarios. Any similarities to real people or events other than those specifically cited are unintentional and for purposes of illustration only. 
This publication has been reviewed by the Security and Policy Review Authorities, is unclassified, and is cleared for public release. Wow. That's our disclaimer. Wow. So, you know, we're going to say these things, and, you know, you might see them actually happening out there, but that is just purely coincidental. <laughs> we couldn't have actually predicted any of that, especially in 1996. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, yeah, this is 1996, and we're going to talk about all the things we wish we could do in 2025. But if you ever see any of those things, man, that's just, what a coincidence. Yeah, right? Is, right? Like, Jesus Christ, guys, come on. Come on. So where do we where do we go from the executive summary? Actually, I'm going to fast forward a little bit, and we're just going to talk about there. So they have a ta they have tables on here, and we'll put the link up. And it says the operational capabilities matrix, and this is to degrade enemy forces or enhance friendly forces. It makes me think, who are they considering the enemy? Mm -hmm. Right? We we think we're America, and we have enemies out there. But what if someone thinks we're the enemies? Right? What would they do to us as Americans? Would they induce droughts? Would they induce flooding? Would they induce other type of climate crises uh -huh. in order to get people to uh, do what they want us to do? So here's some of the things that they can do to degrade enemy forces. Uh, precipitation enhancement. So flood lines of communication and decrease comfort level and morale. So they can actually attempt to decrease your morale by, the, by manipulating the weather. Uh, storm enhancement, deny operations. So you could deny military operations. What else could you deny with a storm enhancement? Precipitation denial. So you could deny fresh water to your enemy or induce a drought. This is what they want to talk about doing. Space weather, space weather. Disrupt communications and radar and disable and destroy space assets. Uh, and then fog and cloud removal. So deny concealment and increase vulnerability and detect hostile weather activities. Now on the friendly forces front, they can maintain and improve uh, line of communication, maintain visibility and maintain comfort level and morale. Storm modification, choose the battle space environment so they can manipulate the weather so they can attack the enemy when they want to. Space weather, improve communication reliability, intercept enemy transmissions and revitalize space assets. Fog and cloud generation, increase concealment Fog and cloud removal, maintain airfield operations, and defend against enemy capabilities. I mean, it just goes on and on and on about what they want to try and do here. And they, they sell it to you like as if it's good. That That's what I notice the most about the, the evil motherfuckers is that they do these things with ill intentions and then they sell it to you as if it's in humanity's best interest. And they create these scenarios that just happen to actually play out in real life. They're mm -hmm. like, man, how did how did this scenario that we just magically came up with and now it just actually really happened? Wow. It's it, like Davos in 2020, like, you know, Agenda 21 and all uh -huh. those, yeah, those things they're doing. And even like go into the simulations that they do. Of course. Right? Your yeah. event 201, then all of a sudden you got to... Let's talk about 9-11. They were running that, what, that military op where they were supposed to be like enemy jets in our airspace right at the time when we were being attacked. And then our military was like, well, is this, is this the test or is this the real deal? What do we do? Yeah. What do we do? They're just confusing everybody. They're confusing. Yeah. So another thing that I noticed, remember going back, I said, when I first learned about this, I thought that it was only connected to dropping aluminum, aluminum, barium, strong, strontium, I think. Yeah. But the more that I've researched, there's a lot of people now claiming that there's actual EMF within the chemtrail. I don't doubt that. And I follow this guy named Mitch, the orgone donor. Okay. You Be had mentioned him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not too familiar with him. And the reason why I feel it's so important and why I've been telling people so much about it is because 
the information that this guy has acquired. And then he, he has came up with like a solution. And so I went onto his website and for you guys who don't know, this website is called the I'll put it in the links below. And I have no affiliation to them. We don't have any affiliation. No, no. Just, this no. is what we've come across. Yep. This is just a guy that I've been listening to on a podcast. And I went onto his website and started reading some of the stuff. So I clicked on his link saying geoengineering and EMF. It says, what is, or what is geoengineering and EMF? Simply put, geoengineering is the deliberate, energetic, or quote, screwing with, of the atmosphere commonly known to be carried out by the aerosol injection of chemicals and biological agents, most often by plane, working in conjunction with non-native electromagnetic fields created by EMF technology, such as cell towers, hmm. smart meters, mm -hmm. cell phones, mm -hmm. and Wi-Fi routers. Yep. The textbook purpose of geoengineering is to control and manipulate the weather globally, that said, when researching all aspects of this massive rabbit hole, it becomes overwhelmingly apparent that the ultimate agenda not only pertains to the physical as we see it, but to the energy of the universe and the energy of our collective consciousness. And the agenda involves a myriad of underlying purpose or purposes that are countless and overwhelmingly strategic. He goes on to show you a bunch of images of different EMF technology. And then he says, it is more than just the weather. Geoengineering, or more specifically, chemtrail spraying, also includes the testing of chemical and biological agents, while the 1998 NDAA Public Law 105-85 specifically outlines that the Secretary of Defense may not conduct any test or experiment involving the use of a chemical agent or biological agent on a civilian population or human subjects. The same exact law grants a plethora of exemptions. Ironically, to the point of being comical and ultimately voids its own rules, allowing for chemical and biological weapons testing without any real restrictions at all. Long story short, yes, the government sprays poison on its people, including the American in, Americans in the U.S. They've done it before. Yes. Chemical and biological weapons testing includes the spraying of genetically engineered microbes and desecrated blood cells, as well as things like Lyme's disease, which is patented along with its cure. Check out the book Bitten by Chris Newby and Elena Cook's Lyme blog, as well as the documentary Declassified Human experimentation when you're ready for the ultimate rabbit hole of diseases and their connection to frequency weapons and geo geoengineering activities check out the cure for all diseases by holda clark but we're getting ahead of ourselves so let's back up to the top now this goes on and on and on um, it says does this sound like a conspiracy theory to you despite tangible evidence and the flexibility of the human neck which allows the head to look upward at the sky Many people, even in 2021, still say geoengineering is nothing but a conspiracy theory. Of course they do. When I hear the term the walking dead, I just tell them, yes, that thing you know nothing about until I just told you now and you're not going to research further. But somehow you've still made up your mind that it's just a conspiracy theory and you're going to judge those of us talking about it. Yes, that's the one. Geoengineering. Yes, it's just a conspiracy theory. Thank you for your contribution to human intelligence. FYI, <laughs> it's, that, 
If that's your way of thinking, please return to watching your TV and slaving away for your overlords in the Matrix. Yeah. I mean, they've sprayed us before and they'll spray us again. They've done like, so there was actually, this actually jogged my memory and I found this article on Business Insider of all places because sometimes they just have to tell you the truth and they put it out there. It says, the title is, and you guys can look it up, the army sprayed St. Louis with a toxic aerosol dust during a just revealed 1950s test. And that's what the U.S. sprayed a toxic dust on low income part of St. Louis. And they said they were practicing, you know, defending something against the Russians. But they're, they're spraying toxic dust on people. Or think about the Tuskegee syphilis experiment. I mean, are you familiar with that? Absolutely. Yeah. I was just telling Vanessa about how yeah. black people are are one of the biggest um, groups of people that are rejecting the vaccine. Because yeah. of the Tuskegee, they, they've yeah. been fucked with before. It was, how long did it go? It was like 40 years, right? From yep. like 1932 to 1972. And it was, it was like... 100 black males had syphilis and they wouldn't treat them. Mm-hmm. They took up li- that's where the term bad blood came from by the way. Really? Yes. They got bad blood. They were told they had bad blood. So we can't help you. We can't help you. Even you have, though you got bad blood, but we can help you. We actually have the medicine to help you, but we want to see the long-term effects of syphilis and what it does to people. So let's just do it to these, you know, low-income black people. Yeah, they because actually why not? They actually Correct me if I'm wrong, but they actually injected them with syphilis. They may have, or these people may have just contracted it. Okay. And then when they came for treatment, they weren't treated. They were, they just, were lied to. Wow. So, no wonder. And some of their own friends were in on it. Wow. But but to me, it's like, yeah, well, you have a group of, of African Americans or Africans or whatever who are reluctant to trust the government because their own history has been because the American government has fucked them. It is really bad. Yeah. And so to gain that it's trust, all kinds of people, I know. And then once you burn the fucking bridge and like no, that, they'd never do it again. Come on. That was, you know, that was, that was back then. They wouldn't do it now. Have you heard of, it's crazy. I, let me see if I can remember this. It's either crimson tide or crimson contagion. I'm not familiar. Okay. So in the nineties, okay. Rwanda, 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 Rwanda in Africa. Yeah. Uh, We, we took airplanes and shot microwaves down onto the villagers. Of course we did. And the microwaves actually joggled the thought process, like the behavior of the villagers. Yes. And the villagers massacred each other with machetes and sticks and stones and over like a million people were killed. They were living in, I don't know, I wouldn't necessarily say it's harmony because I, w- I wasn't there. But you have two different tribes who are, whether they have their own territory and they leave each other alone or they were harmonized, either of the two. Airplanes came and shot microwaves down on the villagers and they massacred each other. Mm-hmm. So that was done, I think, in the early 90s. I want to say like 92 or 93. It may have been. I'm not familiar with this. But that makes me think about, I don't know, this is not about the weather, but it is about, you know, just control. And yeah. the Army and the military has actually been trying to utilize voice-to-skull devices. Okay. So where they can actually project, because they, res- they, they can send a certain energy to your head, and they can make it resonate and make you hear things. Yeah, I was just reading some about Voice this. Voice-to-skull technology. And so that I, found, I dug up this old article from Wired in... 
2008, May 9th, May 9th, 2008, Army Yanks Voice to Skull Devices site. So it says, the Army's very strange website on voice to skull weapons has been removed. It was strange it was there, and even stranger, it's gone. If you Google it, you'll see the entry for voice to skull device, but if you click the link, the website, or if you clicked on the website, the link is dead. Wow. Yeah. And so there's, I mean, you have to dig for it, and it's not just going to be first page on Google. Of right? course not. Of course you guys got to stop going to the yeah. first thing on Google. Yeah. Go to page five or something. But they're what that's one of the things they're trying to do, right? Is is beam energy into people's heads and make them hear things, hear voices. Well, that goes on to the military I, does it with active denial. They use sound as a weapon anyway. Yeah. Directed energy weapons, DEWs, direct energy weapons. People still think that's bullshit too. Oh, that's not bullshit. Some people that think that's bullshit, they're bullshit. Well, they just haven't looked into it. They don't want to because it's gonna wreck their entire worldview. Yes. Right? You you have to not be afraid to acknowledge that you might be wrong. Uh-huh. And that's the... People that's, dig their heels in, right? The, the more you resist, the more it persists. hmm But I think a huge part is that <clears throat> people need to start asking why, the why. Why is it that I believe X, Y, yeah, and Z? Yeah, if you never question what you believe, how do you know what you believe is truly your idea? Exactly. And this comes... <laughs> or have I been programmed? That's it. Because there's a lot of things that we do simply because of programming rather than because of our own thought process. Yeah. And I have a perfect example of this yeah. with my grandma. Okay. So I built... I have a ADU mother-in-law yeah. that my grandma lives in. Nice. And one day, we, I was talking to her about these things because I like to try and talk to her, but... You know, she's 80 years old, so sure. it's kind of hard. Yeah. However, <clears throat> there are certain things that I brought up to her. I said, look, if you were taught something, and then you taught mom something, and then mom taught me, and then I teach Tinsley or the kids, yeah, they're going to say that it's that because our, our parents, this is how we were taught. And she goes, you know, I have a funny story about that. Really? And I said, okay. And she goes, so here's the deal. I went to cook ham one day in the in the uh, oven. Yeah. And she goes, and I learned how to cook ham from my mom who learned from my grandma, but I forgot to chop the ends off. And if I forget to chop the ends off, there's going to be an issue. So yeah. I call mom. I said, Hey mom, is my, is my ham going to be okay? I forgot to <laughs> chop the ends off. And I guess her mom starts laughing. Really? And says, yeah, it's going to be fine. She goes, well, you always chop the ends off. And she goes, well, yeah, that's just because my pan wasn't big enough. Oh, my God. So now you have three generations that think that they the way that you cook ham is you got to chop the ends off or else that's not the proper way. Yeah. But if you go back, the reason wasn't because it's not going to cook right. It's that she didn't have a pan big enough to fit the whole ham. Yeah. So that's a prime example <laughs> of we are doing things because we were taught this way. However. It's the way we've always done it. That's the way we've always done it. Yeah. You know? And you brought up the the voices in your head technology. Yeah. And do you happen to know of Yuval Noah Harari? Uh, that name He's rings Klaus up. Schwab's little fucking oh, spokesperson. Yeah, his little right-hand man. That's right. And he has a speech or a... I heard it on a podcast. There's a woman called Whitney Webb that I'll listen to sometimes. And she has it on her podcast. Maybe I'll link it in the description notes below. If you guys want to listen to this podcast and hear what Yuval Noah Harari has to say about the future of technology and the future of mankind is that we, according to him, now he's under the World Economic Forum. According to him, we are at the point in 
in time where we need to start hijacking humans. And we're they want to do a total tracking surveillance system with chips or computer chips connected to the Internet of Things so that they can track all the way down to your dreams and thoughts. It's minority report. That is, right? Yeah. And precognition. It they want to stop something before it happens. It seems so crazy. Want to read your mind. But at the same time, it's like they are actually doing these things. Oh yeah. They're actually doing it. Oh yeah. And it's all it's like as I learn further down the road, it's coming down to something bigger than just control. It's almost it's a it's an energy thing. Yeah. They're doing direct energy weapons, chemtrails, microwaves, EMFs, you name it. It's like we're almost, if you watch the movie The Matrix, like maybe we're living in the pre-Matrix, mm-hmm. like before they destroy everything and just upload everybody's consciousness into AI. AI. Transhumanism. Transhumanism. Yeah. So this is one, all big parts of it. Yeah. And that's the hard part for people to understand is like, it's not possible. Tyler, if that was really happening, it would be on the news. And you know, I, I would just turn on the nightly news at six o'clock and they would tell me in two minutes how this transhumanism thing is going. They, but it's not happening. No. They're not telling me about it. And they say, and how could everyone be in on it? How could everyone be in on it? I say, well, everyone's in on Santa Claus. Absolutely. That's the first one. Right. That's a great one. Go to go to the mall yeah. next Christmas time. Yeah. And go to the, the Santa there. Yeah. And go up to him with the kid on his lap and tell that kid that that's not real Santa Claus and Santa's bullshit. And watch what happens with the family members and the people working there. The family goes berserk. Ape shit. And the kid will be like, nah, Santa's totally real. And that's worldwide. That's the first conspiracy. Right? Santa Claus. Claus. Yeah, absolutely. And as we grow up, I think there's more Santa Clauses out there mm -hmm. that we just haven't woken up to yet. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Does a fish know it's in water? No. You know, if you were being lied to, how would you know? Mm-hmm. If you were brainwashed, how would you know? How do you know these things? Well, how do you, you have to question like, d- oh my God, is, is what I believe really true? I didn't know. I didn't know either. The way that I, you don't know, started learning was that I started critically thinking. I how guess? did you know Santa wasn't real, Tyler? I think, I think, uh, you want to know the real story? Yeah. <laughs> the real story is this. I must have been... No, we're here for fake stories. Tell me lies. The real story is (laughs) I learned Santa Claus was not real when I was in Spokane, Washington at my grandparents' house. Okay. I had asked Santa Claus for a new BMX bike. I wanted a GT. GTs were the shit. I wanted a GT BMX bike. Those were so... I was downstairs by the wood pellet stove. Okay. Sleeping or supposed to be sleeping. Yeah. And I heard Santa Claus... Okay. You heard I heard him upstairs. Yeah. I didn't want to go up and peek on him because I didn't want him to see and then take off with all my shit. He would take all your shit. That's it. Yeah. So I waited until I heard no more noise upstairs. Yeah. And I snuck up the stairs. Okay. And when I got to the top of the stairs, I looked left and I could look through the railing. Yeah. And I seen a brand new GT BMX bike. What? And I was like, no way. So I run back downstairs and I hop on my bed and I can't, I can't fall asleep. Right. I'm just so fucking excited. Yeah. Finally, it's time to get up in the morning. Yeah. Who knows if I slept, I get up and I go to run to my bike and I see the sign on my bike and it's going to say to Tyler from Santa. Yeah. And it says to Cody from Santa. To Cody. To Cody. Cody's my cousin. No. Cody didn't ask for a GT BMX bike. No. And I thought Santa must have fucked up. 
That's my bike. <laughs> Santa made a mistake. Yeah. And sure as shit, in the morning, Cody runs over to his bike, and I that's his bike. fucking bike. And I was like, Santa's not real. Santa's not real. Santa's not real. Santa gave the wrong bike to the... Santa wouldn't do that. Oh, man. And I got a trampoline. However, I was really excited about the trampoline. That's cool. Who doesn't like trampoline? That was when all of a sudden it just didn't make sense. Yeah. And from that point on, I just didn't believe that Santa was real. He wouldn't do that. And then, you know, you go and ask, Mom. Yeah. Santa didn't get me what I wanted, and he gave my bike to Cody. Yeah. So we either need to trade, or I don't believe this is a real thing. Yeah. And I probably got the scoop. Did you connect... The other fairy tales too, the tooth fairy, the Easter bunny. Probably. Yeah. Right? At that point, it's like, I was lied to. Yeah. Now I have to. And everybody's been lying to you. Yeah. And everybody was in on it. Everyone was in on it. So when they say, how could everybody be in on it? Hello. There you go. I mean, from. I mean, my little Santa story is not quite as good, but, uh, you know, you get the little note in the morning for the milk and cookies. Santa, Santa, thank you so much for the milk and cookies. Merry Christmas, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I think I was like seven, six or seven, probably seven. And I realized that was my mom's handwriting. Oh, you noticed the handwriting? Yes. Because she just, you know, you recognize your family's yep. handwriting. I'm like, that's my mom's handwriting. That's not Santa's handwriting. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God damn it. Wow. I didn't say that. I was seven. But of course. Yeah. But I was like, oh, man. And that's it. And then from and the- then you're indoctrinated into the club and you perpetuate the lie to others. Yes. For the Christmas spirit or whatever they want you to do. Yeah. And it's like. Oh, it's just so deep because a lot of times I've been asked, you know, how many conspiracy theories are you into or how many are there? What's the craziest one? And I've came to the conclusion that they're all, they're all the same one. They're all the same. I mean, sure. There's different things, but it's like, it's all under the same umbrella. Yeah. And then that's when the dots connect. And then that's when you realize, oh, okay. We were lied to. There is a group of evil people on this planet. For sure. Or whatever they are. Some people say they're people. Some people say they're clones. Some people say they're AI. Some people say they're deep fakes or reptilians or shapeshifters. Yeah. Who fucking knows? It's all up for speculation. We don't know. We don't actually know. No. However. Interdimensional demons. Yeah. From other. From other. Whether it's. Other dimensions. Other side of Antarctica or in Earth at at the Agartha civilization. Maybe extraterrestrial just means other people from places on earth that we just don't know of yet extraterrestrial right? that means extra land. a territory from extra somewhere territory, else. extra land from somewhere else and to me this is a conspiracy theory that people think that i'm out of my fucking mind but to me i'm starting to think that outer space yeah. or extra territory yeah. or extraterrestrials literally comes from the other side of antarctica yeah uh which I could, I could see that. And and I don't know, right? I don't, I don't think aliens are real anymore. I don't either. I think they're from, if there was a different thing, I don't think it's coming from the sky. I think it's coming from the other side. Other places here. Other places here. Yeah. Uh, Admiral Richard Byrd right, yes. went down there in the 30s and he said they discovered an area the size of North America yeah. that hadn't been discovered yet. And they called land. it New Schwabenland. New Schwabenland. New Schwabenland. Yeah. Huh? So That's maybe, interesting. Maybe there's some Nazis down there. All kinds of crazy stuff. Well, you can look up Operation High Jump. Operation High Jump. Right? Operation Fishbowl, Operation Deep Freeze. Mm -hmm. They're all part of this thing. Operation Dominic, which was inside of Operation Fishbowl. Okay. And they're trying to nuke the sky. Yeah. Right? And they're hitting a firmament. Yeah. And I think they were energizing the sky, and they were trying to understand how they could transmit information and energy across the ley lines Mm -hmm. that are on Earth. Because, you know, our world is 
electric, it's energetic, right? Electromagnetism, yep. energy, frequency, and vibration. That's it. And if they know how to manipulate that, then they can control their environment. And I think they've been trying to energize the sky. And yeah. yeah, and so they nuke it, and then they, you know, do their projects. Yeah. And then they, you know, figure out what's going on in Antarctica, and they lock that down. Yeah. And then they take total control. Then they bring over a bunch of Nazis after World War II, and they set up NASA, and they set up the CIA, and yeah. they set up all these things, right? I don't think... <laughs> Which is, is Operation Popper Paperclip. Operation Paperclip, yeah. And so actually, if you watch some of the... Uh, if people are into like Marvel movies or whatever, and you watch um, Captain America, they uh -huh. talk about that. They talk about uh, Operation Paperclip in there. And I think Hydra is just an example of um, the deep state in general, and their tentacles are everywhere. Right? Okay. They control everything. That so makes sense to me. They'll tell you it's truth in plain sight. Yes. Right. And so the government discovered that video is a great way to indoctrinate a lot of people very quickly yes. on an idea. Right. Yes. They just put moving pictures in front of you, sit you down for a couple hours, and you have been programmed. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. I watched, um, so I went on YouTube or BitChute. I can't remember what one. And I had watched a whole documentary on Operation High Jump. Yeah. And then I started listening to some podcasts about Operation High Jump because it just fascinated me. It's interesting stuff. And then if you're open to I it. came across this podcast where this dude was like, if you really want to learn some shit, you got to watch the Russian documentaries on Operation High Jump. Okay. It will not be in English. No. You will have Subtitled. to read subtitles. Yeah. However, if you really want to know, okay. so I found it. Really? And yes. And uh, I watched the whole thing in subtitles, and it's what? like, dude, this is crazy. Crazy. They're talking about crap, like Admiral Byrd getting, they, they whatever was there came up out of the water yeah. and annihilated his whole fleet. Yeah. He had to retreat. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know what they have, but their technology down there is so insanely superior to ours that we just took our we don't even know how the pyramids were built man come on there's so much unexplained shit in this world like rocks that are fit together with laser cut precision when you didn't even have the tools to do that there's so much in this world you can start talking about the tartarian mud floods yes and you know even even here in seattle they have an underground city tour yeah how do they do that what happened how did Seattle get underground? No one thinks about it. No though. one talks about it. It's like completely wiped out from your history books. It's it's bizarre. I know that's and not the weather, but that isn't. But this is going. but one of the things that kind of does directly correlate with that is you had this mud flood, and you can look at billions of pictures from all around the world of buildings that are either dug out or half their their windows or or are doors buried. are buried. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. So it was some type of worldwide cataclysm, but then recently what's going on in California, I follow a dude named Benjamin Balderson who runs Odin's Alchemy okay. and he lives totally off grid yeah. in Redding, California. Okay. And he, you know, he's like us, he talks about all this stuff, Sure. but he just posted some pictures of the floods that are happening in Sacramento, San Francisco. They're calling it cyclone bomb. Or oh, yeah, the bomb cyclone. The bomb cyclone. I don't watch a lot of news anymore. I try to watch it so I know what they're lying to me about. <laughs> but he's like, events. this has never happened. No. Never once. Until now. Until now. And the, Which is owning the weather and controlling the weather, and that's it, what it brings it back to. That's what it does. How do you know that those are not being created by man? Right? Are those natural, or is that being you know generated by some kind of technology that we're not aware of? In my personal opinion, I think that it's being generated. I, do I really do. I think that the the 
rain, the the bomb cyclones in California are generated. Mm -hmm. I think that the cold up in the northeast where they're freezing buffalo down and people are dying in their cars. That's crazy. I think that that's a thing. I heard there was a chick there that died, like, she was like a six-minute walk from her house or something like that. And she just didn't even have enough life skills to To walk to to her house. And can you imagine the pain of freezing to death in your car? In your car? That'd be the worst. Oh, my God. That'd be fucking awful. It takes a long time. I would do anything to get out of that situation. Start doing jumping jacks. Dude, anything. Walk, you'll warm up. Yeah. Nope, nope. And then I I'm just going to sit here and die. I seen that the whole Southwest... Like it, it's in uh like tornado watch. And I'm like or not southwest, yeah. sorry, southeast. Southeast. Well I I don't understand how the whole entire southeast is in tornado watch. The whole northeast is in blizzard zone. The whole southwest is in bomb cyclones. You have earthquakes going off like a motherfucker on the, the ring of fire out in the Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which I think is directly correlated to harp. Yeah. We haven't even got into HARP, and I don't remember what it stands for, but HARP is just, I don't even know, some thing that they have up in Alaska where they- well, that's sh- one station. There's many of them around the world. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know of the HARP one. HARP stands for High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program. Okay. So, and this is what they were trying to do, is they were energizing the ionosphere with megawatts of power, excuse me, to see what- the effects would be okay. right, and so one of the things, or some of the things they can do with harp is they can actually raise and lower the ionosphere. They can energize it and move the ionosphere up and down. They can control the jet stream. They can manipulate how the jet stream flows over Earth, and they can move it. That allows them to control the weather. That's just one way. Yeah, yeah. So that's just part of harp. Um, and so back to this, I guess, technical document here. We could talk about why they. I'm kind of rolls into this. Why would we want to mess with the weather? Mm -hmm. That's literally what this says. Why would we want to mess with the weather? This is their chapter two. And I'll just read it here for us so we can move along. Let's see. Let me get back to it. Required capability. Why would we want to mess with the weather? So this is right out of this military technical document. According to General Gordon Sullivan, former army chief of staff, as we leap into as, as we leap technology into the 21st century, we will be able to see the enemy day or night in any weather and go after him relentlessly. A global, precise, real-time, robust, systematic weather modification capability would provide warfighting CINCs with a powerful force multiplier to achieve military objectives. Of course, they say it's militarily, but they're going to deliver this down into the civilian sector. Of course. They just won't tell you they're doing it. I know. Right? And then, and then once you figure it out 40 years later, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, actually we were doing yeah. it. By the way. <laughs> Which is, uh, I guess, like the Tuskegee syphilis experiment. So, like, I think it's in the late 90s, Bill Clinton was like, yep, sorry about that whole syphilis on the African-American thing. Our bad. And then they just tried to... And we'll sweep it under the rug. Sweep it under the rug. Yeah. So, okay, back to the document. People have always wanted to be able to do something about the weather. Really? I mean, maybe. In the U.S., as early as 1839, 1839, newspaper archives tell of people with serious and creative ideas on how to make it rain. In 1957, the President's Advisory Committee on Weather Control explicitly recognized the military potential of weather modification, warning in their report that it could become a more important weapon than the atom bomb. Wow. Think about that. Yeah. Controlling the weather is more important than dropping an atomic weapon on somebody. That's how important this is to these people. Yeah. And we know how secretive even just creating the A-bomb was with the Manhattan Project. Yeah. There's another people in on it, right? Everyone's in on it, but nobody knew about it. It's because it's so compartmentalized. You're just doing this one little thing on this one little project. 
and then it all compiles together and you only need a couple high level people to know what's going on. Yep. If you want another example of that, a great movie for it. It's called Capricorn One. Have you ever seen that movie, Tyler? Uh, uh-uh. Find that movie. It came out. It's got OJ Simpson in it, which is like, oh my god, what the fuck? But yeah. it came out a long time ago. Uh, background on that movie. It basically gives an example of how they faked the moon landing. Okay, it's just, you have to watch the yeah. movie Capricorn One. Look it up. Pay the two bucks to rent it or download right. it on BitTorrent or something. I don't do whatever you want to do. It's a crazy movie. So when someone says, "How could everyone be in on it?" Just watch that movie. I mean, it's a great explanation of how everyone is in on it. Because okay. they don't even know they're in on it. That's it. You don't have to know you're in on it to be in on no. it. No. I can do that uh, at work, okay? Yeah. I'll do certain things for Boeing or Microsoft or whatever. Sure. And I'm given a blueprint mm-hmm. that gives me just enough information to get the job done. Build that part. But I have no idea. You know, is this a part for a toilet somewhere? Yeah. Is this for a, a rocket ship? Right. Is this for a... Uh, child trafficking you don't cage. need to know who fucking knows build the shit build the shit and then as it goes up yeah you know up the up the thing only a select few at the very very top no yeah even at my own work i know what i do i kind of know what my foreman does mm-hmm. but above my foreman once i like i don't know what the owner does i can have a speculation you don't but need to who know. actually i don't actually know what he does nope you know yep and it's just like that it's like the pyramid yeah so back to the document here however controversy since 1947 concerning the possible legal consequences arising from the deliberate alteration of large storm systems meant that little future experimentation could be conducted on storms which had the potential to reach land in 1977 the u.s general assembly sorry the u.n general assembly so 1977 the u.n general assembly adopted a resolution prohibiting the hostile use of environmental modification techniques of course they did that just means they're doing it, mm-hmm. right? When they tell you, like, we, we're not going to do this, they're absolutely going to do it. The resulting convention on the prohibition of military or any other hostile use of environmental modification technique, NMOD is what they call it, committed the signatories to refrain from any military or other hostile use of weather modification, which could result in widespread, long-lasting, or severe effects. While these two events have not halted the pursuit of weather modification research, they have significantly inhibited its pace and the development of associated technologies while producing a primary focus on suppressive versus intensification activities. The influence of weather on the military operations has long been recognized during World War II. Eisenhower said, so this is President Eisenhower said, Europe in Europe, bad weather is the worst enemy of the air operations. Some soldier once said, the weather is always neutral. Nothing could be more untrue. Bad weather is obviously the enemy of the side that seeks to launch projects requiring good weather or of the side possessing great assets such as strong air forces which depend upon good weather for effective operations if really bad weather should endure permanently the nazi would need nothing else to defend normandy coast that's eisenhower the impact of weather has also been important in more recent military operations a significant number of the air sorties in tazula during the initial deployment supporting the Bosnian peace operation aborted due to weather. During Operation Desert Storm, General Buster C. Clausen asked his weather officer to tell him which targets would be clear in 48 hours for the inclusion in the air strike or the air tasking order, ATO. But current forecasting capability is only 85% accurate for no more than 24 hours, which doesn't adequately meet the needs of ATO planning cycle. Over 50% of F-17 sorties weather aborted over their targets, and A-10s only flew 75 of 200 scheduled close air support missions due to low cloud cover during the first two days of the campaign. The application of weather modification technology to clear a hole over the targets long enough for F-117s to attack and place bombs on target or clear the fog from the runway at Tezula 
would have been a very effective force multiplier. Weather modification clearly has potential for military use at the operational level to reduce the elements of fog and friction for friendly operations and to significantly increase them for the enemy. Wow. Yeah. And they even tell you here in the next chapter, what do we mean by weather modification? Today, weather modification is the alteration of weather phenomena over a limited area for a limited period of time. Within the next three decades, which is we're here now almost because this was 1996, remember, within the next three decades, the concept of weather modification could expand to include the ability to shape weather patterns by influencing their determining factors. Achieving such a highly accurate and reasonably precise weather modification capability in the next 30 years will require overcoming some challenging but not insurmountable technological and legal hurdles. Legal hurdles. Wow. They want to modify the weather, but, you know, there's maybe some laws that are in the way of that. But we'll, we'll take care of that. Yeah, we'll handle that. Don't worry. We've got courts for that. Technologically, we must have a solid understanding of the variables that affect weather. We must be able to model the dynamics of their relationships, map the possible results of their interactions, measure their actual real-time values, and influence their values to achieve a desired outcome. Society will have to provide the resources and legal basis for a mature capability to develop. How could all of this happen? The following notation, I'm sorry, the following notional scenario postulates how weather modification might become both technically feasible and socially desirable by 2025. Wow. Socially yeah. desirable. Socially, you're going to want to this. Who, I didn't vote on this. You don't have to vote on it. You're going to be begging for it. No, It's yeah. going to be socially desirable to modify the weather for our benefit. Oh, my God. So between now and 2005, technological advances in meteorology and the demand for more precise weather information by global businesses will lead to the successful identification and parameterization of the major variables that affect weather. By 2015, which was, what, eight years ago, advances in computational capability, modeling techniques, and atmospheric information tracking will produce a highly accurate and reliable weather prediction capability validated against real-world weather. In the following decade, population densities put pressure on the worldwide availability and cost of food and usable water. Massive life and property losses associated with natural weather disasters become increasingly unacceptable. These pressures prompt governments and or other organizations who are able to capitalize on the technological advances of the previous 20 years to pursue a highly accurate and reasonably precise weather modification capability. The increasing urgency to realize the benefits of this capability stimulates laws and treaties and some unilateral actions, making the risks required to validate and refine it acceptable. By 2025, the world or parts of it are able to shape local weather patterns by influencing the factors that affect climate, precipitation, storms and their effects, fog and near space. These highly accurate and reasonably precise, reasonably precise civil applications of weather modification technology have obvious military implications. This is a particu particularly true for aerospace forces for while weather may affect all mediums oper of operation, it operates in hours. The term weather modification may have negative connotations for many people, civ civilians, and military members alike. It is thus important to define the scope to be considered in this paper so that potential critics or proponents of further research have a common basis for a discussion. 
In the broadest sense, weather modification can be divided in two major categories, suppression and intensification of weather patterns. In extreme cases, it might involve the creation of completely new weather patterns, attenuation or control of severe storms, or even alteration of global climate on a far-reaching and or long-lasting scale. In the midst, sorry, in the mildest and least controversial cases, it may consist of inducing or suppressing precipitation, clouds, or fog for short times over a small-scale region. Other low-intensity applications might include the alteration and or use of near space as a medium to enhance communications, disrupt active or passive sensing, or other purposes. In conducting the research for the study, the broadest possible interpretation of weather modification was initially embraced so that the widest range of opportunities available for our military in 2025 were thoughtfully considered. However, for several reasons described below, this paper focuses primarily on localized and short-term forms of weather modification and how these could be incorporated into warfighting capability. The primary areas discussed include generation and dissipation of precipitation, which is rain, clouds and fog, modification of localized storm systems, modification of localized storm systems. Man, I've never seen a bomb cyclone before. Moving on. And the use of the ionosphere. So they're using the ionosphere and near space for space control and communications dominance. These applications are consistent with CJCSI 3810.01, meteorological and oceanographic operations. And it just, oh, they have extreme. Should I talk about the extreme and con yeah. controversial examples? Yeah. All right. Extreme and controversial examples of weather modification. Creation of made-to-order weather. Okay. Man, you want a sunny wedding? We got you. Oh, fuck. Right? <laughs> right? You want it to rain on, your, on, on someone's football game? We got that, too. So there you go. Creation of made-to-order weather, large-scale climate modification, creation and or control or steering, it says, of severe storms. Steering storms. Haven't we seen hurricanes in the Gulf of Mexico that were like coming in and going back out and coming in again? And then going staying back, in and one staying spot? There. Yeah. Okay. Here, let's fuck them up for a little bit longer. Yeah. So creation <clears throat> and or control or steering of severe storms, ETC, were researched as part of this study, but receive only brief mention here because in the author's judgment, the technical obstacles preventing their application appear insurmountable within 30 years, so they say. If this were not the case, such applications would have been included in this report as potential military options, despite their controversial and potentially malevolent nature and their inconsistency with standing UN agreements to which the U.S. is a signatory. On the other hand, the weather modification applications proposed in this report range from technically proven to potentially feasible. They are similar, however, in that none are currently employed or envisioned for employment by our operational forces. They are also similar in their potential value for the warfighter of the future, as we hope to convey in the following chapters. In a notional integrated system that incorporates weather modification tools will be described in the next chapter. How those tools might be applied are then discussed within the framework of the concept of operations in chapter four. So my question is, who's in control of it? Where is it centralized? Yeah, who's running this Right? Show? Who's running who's the show? Who's making the call? Because uh, who's like, we have to modify this storm. Right. And now. And when we look and I we read off the U.S. patents, do, do I really think that only the United States is capable of doing this. And then I look at what's been going on the last little while in yeah. the world where you have, well, they talked about it in the weather modification for it being globally, right? Yeah. Well, if it's globally, 
are other countries like if you just change say go back to the enemy yeah. the enemy's weather that's one thing well who is our enemy and who's on our team yeah. and what if we are the enemy of somebody what yeah. if china is capable of changing the weather which they absolutely are and they do it all the time I'm sure they do what if they wanted to take uh let's take seattle washington where we have evergreen and it's it's you know lush and green and lots of particip- pr- precipitation all year oh yeah and they were like yeah fuck those guys and they just made it drought <laughs> and turned it to a desert i mean i'm not saying that they are doing that or are going to do that however they are saying that they could do that i mean if they were modifying our weather how would we know I can't just turn on King 5 News and be like, news at 11. No. Weather's being modified by China. Right? People would lose their shit. They would. <laughs> the, the, there is a silver lining for me in this, and it's came up recently. Okay. As I've been actually worried about the chemtrails and the, the geoengineering for quite some time. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't know how to fix that one. Right? I can go with, oh, they want me to eat bugs and synthetic meat, and I can go, okay, well, I'll grow my own. They yeah. can give me GMO plants, and I can say, okay, well, I'll, I'll grow my own. Yeah. I have all the, you know, they want to put fluoride in our water. I get a Berkey filter or whatever and yeah. filter out the fluoride. I have lots of solutions for many of the problems. Sure. The chemtrails was one where it was like, I literally don't even fucking know yeah. how to, you know, is there something that we can do? And I was listening to the, back to the orgone donor. Yeah. And his whole thing is busting towers and busting chemtrails. Yeah. And it goes back to a man named Wilhelm Reich in the early 1900s who was working directly under Sigmund Freud, which is a, you know, evil piece of shit, (laughs) to say it lightly. But what he was doing is, although he was training under someone who was very evil, he decided that he was going to start doing private experiments on his own. And what he came up with was something that he named the Orgone Generator. Okay. And the Orgone Generator is essentially a little box okay. that is crafted in such a way mm-hmm. that harnesses the life force energy or what he calls Orgone energy okay. out of the ether, which mm-hmm. for you guys don't know what the ether is, it's the space in between you and something else. You would call it air. Yeah. But it's, there's... It's the energy that we exist in. That's it. And he figured out how to amplify and harness that energy. Focus it. And he was healing people of all these crazy things. Really? Yes. Yeah. So the he was exiled. If you go on Wikipedia, they say sure. he's a pseudoscience, yeah. woo-woo bullshit dude. Okay, Rockefeller. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then I came across this Mitch the Orgone donor, and he was in Costa Rica, and he had no, started noticing them blocking out the sun yeah. and blocking in his thing is what I said about the sun gazing something yeah. about the frequency coming from the sun the energy from the sun the energy from the yeah. sun and his his thing is that the energy from the sun is casting out a certain vibration onto mother mother earth yeah and I don't I'm just going off of what he says okay sure. He says that he believes that we are now in the age of Aquarius, okay. no longer in the age of Pisces, and the age of Aquarius shall bring us back to what he calls the golden age, where we live in symbiosis with Mother Nature, and we have a new raised vibration, a higher level of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Now, he got into Wilhelm Reich's orgone generator and shit, okay. and started kind of re 
what what's the word where you re you break it down okay <clears throat> like if you have as I say like a area 51 roswell crash yeah then you break it down you reverse engineer oh, okay reverse that's the word i'm thinking gotcha. of. Right. he reverse engineered this yeah and he started creating what he calls tower busters and chemtrail busters yeah now i don't think he's the actual inventor of it and yeah. I, he himself says that he's not the inventor he's just uh, like resurfaced forgotten knowledge. And what it is, is he has multiple different things. The tower busters look like little hockey pucks. Yeah. And what they are is they're like a certain type of resin. Yeah. With crushed quartz crystal and, a, and metal shavings. Yeah. And he, he puts them in like a muffin pan. Yeah. And these, for whatever reason, these are busting the EMF up. Okay. From around people's homes and shit. So he started doing his own experiment mm -hmm. down in Costa Rica and started taking the tower busters, which are the, the little pucks, the little pucks. and then the chem busters, which he wanted to do for the chemtrails, which okay. he takes a 13 inch, uh, 13 inch tall copper pipe. Okay. And then he fills the, the copper pipe up with the resin, the crushed quartz crystal okay. and the the metal shavings. Yeah. And I don't know the exact ratio. We can go onto his website and he shows us how to do all of this. Okay. And he started putting them in the ground. And what he noticed is that it was messing with the chemtrails. And this is where he started thinking that there's Interesting. more to the chemtrail than just the aluminum barium, that there's actually like, I don't know, some type of energetic thing coming off of it. Or you can energize it. That's you it. You can control them. With he energy. was busting them up. Yeah. And so he actually ended up moving to Arizona in, uh, around Flagstaff. Okay. And he started putting these chem busters and tower busters all over, like every 5G tower, cell phone tower, around people's routers. He's put over 8,000 like of them. like Johnny Appleseed out there. That's it. He's doing it. And what's crazy is that the where he's living has had the two rainiest seasons yeah. in recorded history. He's now having green plants grow in his community, like plants in grass. It was the desert. And he's saying that 100% we can combat these chemtrails by essentially putting these tower busters in the ground. It's doing something with the electromagnetic field okay. to the point where he says he now has Black Hawk helicopters <laughs> coming over his community. They're wow. not doing anything. He's like, they're not... I haven't been talked to. They're not doing anything, but okay. never was there this. And now they're coming over. And he goes, the only thing I can think of is they're going, what the fuck's going on? Hmm. Something is busting up these chemtrails. Something is, is causing electromagnetic frequency issues. And he says that he, it's all based off of the Wilhelm Reich's thing where these organ generators or tower busters or chem busters, whatever one they are. Yeah is amplifying Mother Nature's frequency to a point where it's pushing out the other stuff. It's fucking... That stuff is still in the sky, though, right? It, it like is. If they're spraying aluminum and strontium and barium and all those yes. things, 
when they say busting up, what does that really mean? Because it's still in the air. That's it. Right? And so I need to do more. Like I said, yeah. I've just recently came across this. I mean, I love learning. And, and I was like, anything. and so I, I definitely will be looking more into this. Yeah. Because if it's a real thing yeah. and it doesn't cost me very much money, sure, I'll fucking bust up towers all day. Bust the shit out yeah. of Hell yeah. Chemtrails. I find it fun. Because yeah. I've always said like the 5G towers, Yeah, I'm a metal worker. I'm like, someone needs to go out there with an oxyacetylene torch and cut those motherfuckers down. However, if you cut something like that down or you took your gun and shot them, you're destroying pr private property yeah. and you can get in big trouble for that. Yeah. However, by putting a tower underneath it in the ground, you didn't hurt anybody's anything. No. It just doesn't work anymore. Yeah. And that's rad to me. Interesting. So. Yeah. That's my solution so far. Okay. Um, I haven't got to the point where I'm going to try it, but I definitely, within the next month or two. I'm into looking into it more. Yeah. Mitch, Doesn't it help plants grow too and yes. stuff like that? Like you put them next to your plants and stuff and it channels Absolutely. the energy in the ether and helps them grow. Because of stuff. something with the copper. So okay. all of our, before the Rockefellers came in with big agriculture, okay. we had copper tools, copper yeah. shovels, trowels, rakes, everything was copper. Okay. And copper magnifies the the emf in the soil mm -hmm. and around us then the rockefellers came in they gave us steel steel does the opposite steel actually decreases the magnetism within the soil okay and uh on the other hand i learned that if you take like um like a wooden post mm -hmm. now depending on how high your post yeah. will depend on the magnific the the magnetism, the the magnification of the magnetism. Yeah. So the guy, one of the farmers that I was listening to, who's a permaculture guy, has started to do this own experiment where instead of adding fertilizer, he's been taking these posts five feet tall, pounding them into his garden, mm -hmm. and then wrapping the post with copper wire all the way up until you can point the copper wire up off the top of the post. And it's somehow taking the mag the the mag the emf out of the ether the orgone energy or life force energy and magnifying it to a point where he is saying that his crops are growing three to four times larger and faster by doing this than than not doing it at all really yeah and so it's like man is there just all this stuff that has been ripped from us because if we all knew how to do this and create on our own without them, then we're ungovernable. You you can't put us in a track system or a complete slave transhumanism system. No. If we are capable of doing these things on our own, especially like that. Yeah. How many pieces of wood are there on planet earth? And you just go pound it in the ground and wrap some fucking copper wire around There's, it. And now your shit's going to grow way better growing everywhere. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I don't know. I found that really cool. That's Mitch, the orgone donor, Mitch, the orgone donor. Mm. I will have to look into that more. Yeah. He's a cool guy too. That's I listen awesome. to him and I'm like, man, it's really cool. Yeah. The weather modification is real. It is real. Man. It is real. It's right there. They tell you everything about it. The, the patents are here. The documents are there. And the, and the thing is too, that, that kind of makes me question is when they say this is going to be globally. I keep going back to how can they be globally? How could every country be okay with that? Yeah. Well, because one of the big things that I've been talking about is that they want a one world system. Of course they do. They want a global one world government, one world currency, one world religion. A new world order. A new world order. Fucking George Bush. I know. Yeah. And 
that lets me know that when we're successful and we will be. Yeah. Oh my God, this guy. Fuck you. Yeah. Thousand points of light. And if you know what that means, that's a very satanic meaning. Thousand, thousand points, points of, of light. light. Look into that. Okay. It's a super satanic reference. Wow. And then that's the other thing is that they are into that shit. Oh, and it doesn't yeah. matter whether we believe it or we're into it or not. The, you don't have to believe it or they not. They do. Yeah. Even they if it hope was, you don't. I know. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. And so I'm at the point now where I've the people who are curious, who are asking me things, yeah. I tell them like, look how the globe is acting. It's not like We'll take Russia and, and Ukraine. We just talked about it before. Yeah. They're supposed to be on the brinks of World War III. Yeah. However, they have a peace treaty signed in Antarctica. Yeah. So they can't be that much enemies. Yeah. Anyone that I actually wanted to murder and kill, there is no peace treaty no. signed with me and them. Hell no. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I won't kill you over here, but I'll kill you there. Over here we'll we'll go drink yeah. and have yeah, some we're steak. Cool over here. Right. Sure. Yeah. And then the other thing is is like with the pandemic thing. Yeah. How could every country be on board with the same exact protocols when we're fighting and hate each other? Yeah. Well, because it's called the World Health Organization, right? Yeah. The United Nations, the World Economic Forum. It's not the United States Economic Forum. No. It's not the the United States nation. No. It's not the United States Health Organization. It's a world yeah, that's what's best for the world. We've determined it. That's Ooh, it. I didn't vote for you. And I can see how they... How do you know what's best for me? I know. I always go back you to... Don't know I me. didn't vote on this. You didn't know me. Who fucking voted on this? Right. Take CBDC, for instance. I didn't vote on that. Yeah. Well, it's a real thing. They're really doing it. They're going at every single angle at us. Are you talking about central bank digital currencies? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, we can go there, too. That's yeah. fine. Well, because a lot of people don't believe me. No. That's one of the things that's up there with... The shape of what we're standing on and sure. reptilians or all this stuff yeah. where they're like, ah. they, want they want financial control. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They want to give you CBDCs. And and I see it even further, like going into UBI, universal basic income, where when in my fourth industrial revolution book, <laughs> they talk yeah. about they talk about the fourth industrial revolution being the the revolution to bring in transhumanism, which is the 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 hybrid or the connection between the merging of the man merging and of man and machine. And then they also bring in post industry. Yeah. Okay. Well, what is post industry? Okay. Post industry is there is no grocery store. There is no home Depot. There is no Amazon. What? No, because you will live in a 10 by 10 box in cool. smart cities. You will be plugged into the metaverse through virtual and augmentation reality. Yeah. And you will eat bugs. And that will be it. And it's in my fucking book. And I'm reading it and I'm like, okay. So. Wow. Well, how's anyone going to get any money? You know, to They'll purchase. Give you money. They will. It's They'll called give you money. And universal then, basic income at yeah. the beginning of the month. And I'm just going to throw a number out there. Let's say they gave you $2,000. Well, 10,000 matrix bucks. Yeah. 10,000 metaverse <laughs> coins or whatever it is. Matrix. And then matrix the problem with that is, is that because of the social credit score that they're going to try and put us on through CBDC, they will allow us to purchase or buy or sell whatever they allow us to, depending on if you are a good boy and your thoughts and intentions oh, yeah. are they're good. They're already working on that. That's what I mean is yeah. they're already doing this. Yeah. And there's no way to ever get ahead. 
because when they talk about the UBI, they talk about, like I said, let's say we get $2,000 everyone on the first of the month. We can only spend it on what we want to spend or what they allow us to spend it on. Yeah. But let's say I wanted to save up. So I only spend $1,000 this month and then I'm going to save $1,000 for next month. So when I get UBI, I'll have $3,000. You don't get to save. No, because at, on the 30th or the 31st, it goes back to zero. Yeah. And on the first, you get your $2,000. Yep, you lose the money. You spend it on the what crazy they allow thing you to. about this is I've been talking about this for two years since I bought that book. Yeah. And just, I think, a week or two ago, I follow a page on my Instagram called the Silent Majority Foundation. Okay. And Washington State just put in the bill for universal basic of income. Of course they did. And it's like, this man. This place is so calmy. <laughs> I know. It's just fucking crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And then we'll start seeing like credit card processors, they'll deny your purchases based on where you're buying. So yeah. like, let's say you want to, you know, get some credit card points and you want to buy a new firearm, mm -hmm. right? I'm going to buy this nice new Glock 9 mil. Seems nice. All right. He'll be like, nah, sorry. Wish you could buy it, but that's not an approved purchase. That's not an approved, not an approved purchase. purchase. Or here's another thing they'll start doing, Tyler, is they will track your carbon footprint on your purchases. And they're like, looks like you've been buying too many T-bone steaks this month. So, you know, your carbon footprint's a little too high. You can't buy any more meat. However, if you want to pay a small fee, yeah. we could probably give you some more carbon credits. Yes. Right? Yeah. And it's like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, so you're yeah. telling me if I pay you some money, then my carbon credits can go up? Yeah. I can have more? I can have more. So as long as I pay you more yeah. money, then the carbon isn't a problem it's is what you're saying. It never has been. Oh, you motherfuckers. It's a money grab. It is. Yeah. I see them doing it all the way down, uh, well, like on our breaths, how many breaths you take. Really? Yeah. I mean, not yet. Okay. Not yet, but I'm saying oh, like yeah. in their, in their you model. Know, model, they have a few different ways of going about it. They have, as far as your car goes, either yeah. tax you by the mile or by the gallon, which they want to get rid of fuel, fossil fuel, fossil fuel. It's not fossils. <laughs> bones don't turn to oil. Bones don't. I actually went to the Smithsonian in DC yeah. to go look at dinosaur bones. Fake. And when I was in there, Fake. I fucking looked. And they didn't look real, cast. right? And I didn't know at this time. Fake. They didn't look real. And so I asked one of the ladies. She had a white coat on in the Smithsonian walking. Yeah. I said, hey, ma'am, I came all the way from Seattle, Washington, specifically to come and look at the dinosaur bones. Yeah. It's Christmas Eve. Okay. Okay? Yeah. I have to take a fucking uh, subway yeah. from, I, I was in, Bo or, uh, no, not Boston. I was in Baltimore. Okay. I took a subway Christmas Eve morning. All the way to D.C. to go see, to go see the bones. dinosaur bones. And I got there, and they looked fucking fake, Sean. Yeah. Okay? And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? So I asked the lady. Yeah. I said, are these real dinosaur bones? They do not look real to me. I know what a real bone looks like. And yeah. she goes, no, these are these are casted. Yeah. Plaster. Yeah. I said, all these fucking bones are plaster? She goes, yeah. I go, well, where are the real ones? Yeah. She, you know what she told me? They're in the back. We can't bring them out because they're so radioactive. Oh. That oh, was uh, what the Smithsonian okay, chick told me. I said, so radioactive that you have them in the fucking back? Radioactive shit goes right through a wall. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's they in like a lead box or something. Get out of here, lady. I don't even know because that what if started. Dinosaur bones were just reappropriated dragon bones. There's a lot of dragons in mythology. There sure is, right? How yeah. can we don't find any dragon bones or anything, but we find these dinosaur bones? And when what you, if dinosaur bones were really dragon bones? And what they're if just they lying were? to us? What if they were? Because that that seems way more appropriate. 
right? as far as I'm concerned. Sure. When I see pictures, let's take, I'm going to take two or three different so-called dinosaurs, okay? Yeah. We're going to do a stegosaurus. Yeah. We're going to do a brontosaurus, which for you guys who don't know, the stegosaurus has the plates running down the back of it. Yeah. The brontosaurus is the largest one, you know, uh, little foot on land before time. What a terrible movie when they kill the family. That Disney has to Disney do that. has to kill they the family. They have to kill the family. Okay, because that's what... disassociate the child from the parent. That's and right. Rip them away and then reprogram them. Every single one of them. It's awful. And then we'll go with the T-Rex. Yeah. Okay? So... These two, they have to mate, and we all know what fucking looks like. How do they mate? You show me. Let's take the brontosaurus first. Sure. He has a 40-foot neck, neck yeah. and he has a fucking 80-foot tail yeah. and a 40-foot body. Yeah. Okay? His penis would have to be longer than the tail because there's no way that thing curls up over its head. No. In order to do it doggy style. I've never thought of a brontosaurus penis before. I didn't think that's where we're going here. Well, I started thinking about you have to reproduce somehow. You do have to reproduce. And I can't imagine them doing it missionary style. A brontosaurus laying on her back in the middle of the fucking forest. No. And then you look at a T-Rex. And my point is when you you look at the photos or images rather on the internet of what these dinosaurs look like. Just think how they could reproduce. It's literally like not even possible. Yeah. Now that's just Stegosaurus laying on its back with its spikes stuck in the ground. No, No, it it doesn't work like that. Now, that's not enough credit for you guys to be like, yeah, Tyler's right. Dinosaurs don't exist. But there is many, 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 many things out there that if you looked, this goes back to why do you believe what you believe? And why do they want us to believe in dinosaurs so hard? Why? I don't know. I don't know either, but they sure do. They definitely don't want us looking at like, I mean, I've got to the point now where I don't even fucking know what's real or not, but I've seen literally mountains that look like fucking giants. I would rather live. Yeah, we can talk about that. I'd rather live in a world of answers. No, of questions that can't be answered than a world of answers that can't be questioned. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I don't know hardly anything anymore. The more I start looking into things, the less I know. Absolutely. Oh, shit. I got to just totally start from ground zero. Yeah. Who fucking knows? And then there's people out there that think they know everything. And if you tell them something off of their path, they're totally against it. Yeah. And they'll fight you to the death. I know they will. They will. Like geoengineering. Absolutely. I was just talking about it probably two weeks ago at work. And this guy is like, bro. Or space. Yeah. Or space. And I said, okay. I'm going to go back to, you can use Google on this one, okay? Yeah. You can use Google. Just pull out your phone and type in Google geoengineering. Don't type chemtrail because they don't like that word. Yeah, that's the code word, right? Yeah, that's but the- if you type in geoengineering, what comes up? Or it- stratospheric aerosol injection, SAI, mm-hmm. or solar radiation management, Perfect. SRM. Or just, e- I think even cloud words. seeding is on there. Oh, for sure, cloud seeding. So yeah. he pulls it up and yeah. he's like, oh, you're right. I said, I have this new thing that I really like to do, and it's super sinister, and I know it's <laughs> fucked up, but for whatever reason, it just tickles my fancy. And what it is is watching people defend to the death yeah. retardedness. Yeah. You guys out there who are just defend, digging your heels in as hard as you can on things that you've never looked up look so funny to me yeah. when I'm like, okay, I'm going to give you 10 minutes to just shoot every arrow you can at me. Right. And then I'm going to go, okay, pull out your phone. Yeah. Type in geoengineering on Google. It's right here. And what comes up? You get patent numbers, you get military. And he's like, 
oh shit, you're right. I said, dude, you just fucking fought me for 10 yeah, minutes yeah. saying how retarded I was. Yeah. But do you see what I was looking yeah. at now? Yeah. He's like, oh. I'm like, yeah, it, it literally cracks me up to watch people defend these things that they are 100% sure of only to find out they're not actually accurate. Yeah, how it, can you make an intelligent decision if you're not given all the information, right? If you're only given a subset of the information, you're going to make a decision based on that. Yeah. And if you go through a system that only tells you one way of thinking, well, that's where you're going to get all your decision-making skills from. And maybe you don't even know at all. You said you're selling houses now? Yeah, I'm right? selling houses Okay, I've never sold a house. Yeah. And so you're going to start telling me how how the, the whole shebang works. Yeah. And I start telling you it's bullshit. Oh, it happens all the time. Right. And I sold that, cars. That, that's not it. happened in cars. That's not it. Yeah. And it's like, have you ever sold cars? Have you ever sold a house? Yeah. Well, no, but I know. I yeah. seen on King 5. Yeah. My grandma fucking told me. Yeah. That's not how we do it. Yeah. And it's like, that's literally what we're dealing with. So my parents bought a house 30 years ago, so I know how it works. Yeah. Right. Okay. No, 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 no. It's best to just drop our bias opinion. It's like, let's just start with confirmation. Pretend I know nothing, even though I do, let's not compare it. Let's just say, okay, let's go here. And to me, that's what really has gotten the most for my own self, like the most knowledge of, or the most leveling up on information. Like, you have to allow yourself to hear something new that maybe goes against what you believe. Yeah. You have to listen to it. It's really hard to do. It is. I have one. Everyone says they can do it, but not many people can really do it. No, because like even for, for me, I had a, a specific time two and a half, about two years ago. Yeah. My youngest brother wanted me to look into the shape of what we're standing on. And I said, for what? The shape of earth. The shape of earth. And he's like, because I swear it's not what they told us. Yeah. And I said, that's bullshit. Like, we all fucking know. We all know. Yeah, let me just go to NASA. Look at these pictures. All these things. So these for, for like a year and a half, we would fight. Because I wouldn't give him the time of day. I already knew. Even though I'm on this path for yeah. like eight years now. Yeah. And the one thing that he said that got me to fucking stop being so stubborn or whatever. Okay. Was this. How come you're willing to research anything, whether you're right or wrong? Yeah. You, you literally will go research anything. But the one thing that your little brother is asking you to research, you're getting mad and defending. Yeah. And it was like. Your uh, confirmation bias. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, in. okay. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to get off the phone and I'm going to fucking prove to my little brother that he's full of shit. And then we don't have to discuss this anymore. And what I found was question after question after question really? of. Uh, that was coming up with me. And the first thing that that got brought up was the curvature the curvature of Earth. Yeah. Okay? And it was eight inches per square mile. Eight inches per mile squared. Per eight inches per mile squared. Sorry about that. And so I was like, okay, so that means that at one mile, it should be eight inches, but whatever you're seeing on the horizon should be eight inches below. Yeah. So if I went down to, uh, the beach, wherever at the beach, the, the water is always level, no matter what fucking shape earth is, the water always sits level. You can put water in a glass, you could put it in a bowl, you could put it on its side and it's always level in whatever the container is holding it. Yeah. So I go down to the beach and I think, okay, one mile, so if I put a ruler one mile in the sand, 
I shouldn't be able to see any number except for the ones above eight inches and up. I should only be able to see eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. And that's just simply not true. So that starts to, to bring up a question. And we're going to take a break real quick because I got to piss. Yep. And then we're going to come back and I'm going to go into some of these questions that started making me. We're going to go there. Yeah. Really start thinking about what the fuck. What is this? What is this place? Yeah. Where so are we? let's uh, let's go take a break back and we'll be minute. right back. Okay. We're back. Sorry. Back. We had to piss real quick. Yeah. Uh, we left off on the curvature of the earth. And before we keep going, I want to, I want to put this out there a lot. A lot of people are going to really not like what I, what I have to say. They're going to think that I'm full of shit. They're going to think that I lost my mind and all of these different things. And I get it because, like I said, I was that way towards my little brother. Sure. But the, the thing about it is that when you actually look into it and start researching it, you will start to come up with contradictions that don't match up. They don't make sense. They don't. And it's really like a taboo subject to talk about. I, the number one most taboo subject. Yes. The number one. I think in 2017, Flat Earth was the most censored topic on the entire internet. I'm sure it was. And I'm still not at the point where I can say, the like, I still don't know. I haven't, I haven't been. However... I'm not I am, married to the ball. I'm not married to the ball anymore. Put it that way. And whatever we are standing on is either substantially larger than what they told us, yeah. or it is not a ball. Yeah. Those are the two things. It's yeah. either so fucking big that you can see that it literally seems flat, yeah. or it is flat. And yeah. the whole thing, I mean, like I said, I don't actually know. Now, there's topography. You got mountains and valleys and things like that. Of course. So you say flat. It's not flat. And they also take the heliocentric model. Yeah. And then they just, which is the model that we all learned in school. That was it's the only model you learn in school, by the way. Which was founded by a fucking Jesuit Copernicus. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, is that they take that model that we learned in school with space and all the planets and the sun and the moon. And then they just pull earth out and they put like a flat plate in there. Yeah. Okay. That was created by the Flat Earth Society, which is another brotherhood of the fucking Illuminati. Yeah. Created to discredit what people were talking about. Controlled opposition. So no, the Flat Earth Society is complete bullshit. It is designed to make and mock and make us look retarded. Yeah. And it's not that. It's if you go to every ancient culture prior to Copernicus, you yeah. will see an enclosed system with a firmament. I don't know if it's uh, like one of the guys I listened to, Odin's Alchemy. He's a heathen who who follows like Germanic paganism. Okay. And his is, he thinks it's like a cosmic egg. So you have the firmament, like a snow globe on top. Okay. But then there's also one on the bottom. Sure. We don't know. He, yeah. We don't know. So I just wanted to preface this with, I understand this is taboo. I understand that most people are going to dismiss what I have to say immediately. Which is fine. We've lost friends, family, also all sorts of things. Talking about certain things can be a real big issue. However, I'm at the point in my life where it's gone like this. I learned about everything 10 years ago and I wanted to tell the world only to be shot down and <laughs> cast arrows at. Yeah. Then I pretty much became a recluse yep. and just didn't fucking say anything. Yeah. 
And then I got to the point where I was like, I, I have to start sharing this information no matter how many arrows get shot at me. Yeah. Cowboys take arrows. They do. Right? And I'm willing to take them now. So I'm now at the point where I realize these things that are so taboo to talk about, conspiracies, whether they're true or not. Remember, I, I don't care if you believe me. I want you to think about it and go look it up Just for yourself. Sharing what we've discovered. Yep. That if we want to change the world and not let these evil, evil people take over, at some point, somebody has to fucking talk about it. And that's where we're at. And it started with the curvature of the earth. Yeah. And then that was at one mile. Right. Well, we are at a point in time now where our technology given to the civilians yeah. is so superior that we can start debunking what they've told us ourselves. Nikon P900. I want one so bad. I want one so bad. And now they even have a better one, the P1000, P1, P1, right? Yeah. So I do want to get these because I want to start seeing for myself. Dude, you can zoom all over the Puget Sound. So we live up here in the Puget Sound and we have a large body of water and there's land masses in between. And you can start looking at the distances between these islands and you can see them and you shouldn't be able to see what you can see. No. For example. No, you should. It's very odd. It's not what they told us. No. So then I came across going on. this dude who was in Michigan. Okay. Okay. And he was on Lake Michigan. And he looks across to Chicago. To Chicago skyline. Yeah. Okay. I think it was 160 miles away. It's a mirage. It's a mirage, right? <laughs> That's what they say on the And news. so I looked up what what the like what the horizon should be at at 160 yeah and because it's eight inches per square mile mile squared mile squared why do i keep fucking that up eight inches mile squared okay then it starts to compound on each other and at 100 feet the horizon should be 6600 in like 80 feet below the horizon so i look up the height of the Chicago or the Sears tower Sears in Chicago. Tower. And it was like a hundred stories or something like that. And I'm like, okay, most of it should be gone. Not only should it. it be gone. You got to stack like nine, 18 or 19 Sears buildings on each other yeah. to even be able to see the tip. And they say the atmosphere bends the entire image of the city up to you. So it looks exactly like it is where it is, but it's not really there, but it's not really there. And so You're I like, go, what? huh? Well, that's interesting. Peter Nowicki. So then I start thinking about things like an airplane. Okay. Yeah. Because once this happened, it was something happened in my brain where instead of me trying to fight it, I was curious and wanted to know more. Right. Yeah. Like like when I was trying to, I'm trying to debunk my brother. Learn both sides. That's it. And so then I come across airplanes and they say that the ball that we're on the earth, the globe, yeah, spins at the center at like 1400 miles per hour at the center of the ball. Okay. Okay. So if it's spinning at 1400 miles an hour, why the hell does it take me the same amount of time to fly from Seattle to New York as it does New York to Seattle? If I gravity, bro. Yeah. That's what they say. I know gravity. Yeah. I said, okay. It's the answer to everything. I know, but I'm like, but gravity was a theory by Einstein. You should look up who he was working for. Oh, yeah. Did and he marry his cousin or something? Dude. What a creeper. What a fucking what a creeper. creeper. He's, he's a weirdo. Yeah. And you look up, and instead of the little clip snippet of what he said that you learned in school about gravity, look up at the whole thing. It was a theory, okay? This theory is from the early 1900s. Yeah. We're... A, 
in the early 2000s now. It's been 100 years and this theory still hasn't been proven. But that's your answer. Even Neil deGrasse Tyson, you can look it up. He's got a clip on you. They're like, what is gravity? He's like, I don't know. Next question. Really? Oh, yeah. And he's a fucking paid actor. Of course he's he is. not a scientist. No, that's why they invite him to the Emmys or whatever. Exactly. Actor, him and Bill Nye. Fuck. So I'm like, okay, if I'm on a merry-go-round and I was to paint, you know, each pole or each spot and I spin it at 1,400 miles an hour in the middle. Yeah, at the equator, it's allegedly going like a thousand miles an hour, right? Because yep. you have a twenty-four thousand mile circumference yep. or whatever. So yep. thousand miles an hour, twenty-four hours, one revolution. There you go. Rotation. So this is the fucking weird part. And they say it's gravity. Okay. But then yeah. you look up like flight patterns. Now, flight patterns are a super interesting thing. Because if you go back to the maps prior to Copernicus, okay. it, it was flat. And you have all of our, like if you took the globe and you smashed it yeah, flat into a plate, but then Antarctica is not a continent at the bottom, it actually surrounds the whole circle, the whole circle. Okay. Yeah. Well, cause it's round. Cause it's a circle. It's, yeah, it like is a, like an inner, like this table, like we're, it, we're, we're on this table right now and it's a circle Uh huh. and our unit is in the middle and you can go east to west around it, yep. right? But you can't go north to south. And no one's it. ever... No one ever does that. No they one's, say they do, but they don't actually. They, they didn't actually yeah. circumnavigate the globe no. north some, to south. Some say, here's a good conspiracy for you, that Amelia Earhart disappeared because she crashed into the firmament. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, 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 I don't know. Or she had discovered it, right? Yeah. Or she crashed into it and it's gone forever. Wow. So these flight patterns, if you look at... If you look at some of these like international flight patterns, they're contained in the box, dude. It'll be like if if you're gonna and this isn't actu- this isn't accurate, okay? Because I'm just gonna throw things out there, okay? Okay, but my point is, you'll look at flight patterns, say India, like Bangladesh or something. The to, way they're flying doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Ba- like you'll t- go from India to Alaska, okay? Yeah. But you'll have to make a stop in. Uh, fucking australia or something like some that. random stop and it's like this doesn't make sense and they say it's for fuel it's like well if you would have traveled that far you pretty much would have fought it yeah made it there yeah but then when you look at the flat maps they're just straight lines and it's like that intersection yeah well i went over hundreds of them dude and they all were like i even had to show vanessa i'm like Babe, really look please look yeah so then she got she brought up i think it was her it might not have been her. Okay. Anyways, brought up about the water. Well, like, why is, how does the water work then? I said, well, we were told that the water stays on there from gravity again, right? Yeah. But how come when I take a ball, like the kid's soccer ball, yeah. and I dunk it into the bucket of water, Start spinning. and I spin it, how come all the water flies off, Yeah. but for some reason our ball, it all stops? Goes to the center. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. And she's like, well, gravity. I said, so gravity's so strong that it's going to fucking hold everything in line with each other. But it's not strong enough to hold the butterfly on the yeah, ground? They'll say that the gravity of Earth is stronger than the gravity of the ball. And so it's pulling it off of that beach ball to the ground. You're like, okay, whatever. Okay, but but gravity like locks things in place. Yeah. And then the butterfly is stronger than be- gravity. It can just start just away. going a, yeah. a different way. Yeah. No, that doesn't make sense. No. And then I started looking up the elevation in Antarctica. The elevation. Like 8,000 feet. It's the highest elevation yeah. in the entire world. Yeah. And I go, well, there's your container. Yeah. Okay. And show me the ice wall. Oh, they always say that. Show me the we ice can't. wall. We can't. Like, 
No, you, they got ships going up to the ice wall. No, I know, but I'm saying like me and you can't go. Oh, I can't know. Would they have the Navy, like the U.S. defense, or not yeah. the global defense, UN, yeah. comes in with fucking na- ships and... And there is many videos of the fucking ice wall. It's the highest elevation on Earth as far as, like, average average point. Yeah. Well, then people, I go, did you ever know that you can't go to Ar- Antarctica? And people, oh, yes, you yes, can. you can. Many people went. I said, no, you can go to a certain place on, a like, a... a a predetermined path. Yeah, a predetermined path. It's like path. you go to Disneyland and you're, you know, you're on a ride. I go, so right? you can go track. off of New Zealand yeah. to a little fucking archipelago island yeah. to look at the penguins. Yeah. Or you can go off of the south of Chile at the bottom of South America. Ain't showing you shit. No, because when you look <laughs> at the size of the fucking thing, like I it. said before our podcast, I go, if you look at the size of Antarctica, this thing is fucking massive. Huge. You can go to two places. On a charter, there's like a bunch of different companies, but yeah. if you look up all of those companies are owned by the same one, I'm pretty sure at this point it goes up to BlackRock. Probably. And the they Vanguard. they can go to where they you are designated to go by them. Now, if you go to this tiny, tiny little place, and people say they go to Antarctica, that would be like taking someone from China, bringing them to Washington State, Just America. Tra- dropping off in Seattle. Bring, yeah. And even smaller. Take a fucking tiny little... Town, Bo. right? Kashmir, Wenatchee, Sumas. fucking anything. Take a tiny little town, let them go there, and then when they leave, they can say, yeah, I've been to Antarctica. I know what it's just snow. I've been to America. I know what it's like. It's like, no, dude. No, dude. We have people who have supposedly been over there in, in military and CIA documents that are archived that you can look up, and that starts to let me know, like, okay, well, what is over there, and why can't we go? Yeah. The Antarctic Peace Treaty, right? Yeah. We're not allowed to go. No. So it seems crazy, but and it is up for speculation. However, we're not allowed. Is that is that weird that there's a peace and treaty? Nobody on- will fight there. No. We'll fight everywhere else but Antarctica. No. So with that, I started just being like, well, this is fucking interesting yeah. as hell. You have anything to say? I mean, you're absolutely right. But here's an, here's another easy one to maybe look at and get your mind working, right? So you look at a you look at a ship, and it they say that the horizon, which is a place you could never go to, by the way, the yeah. horizon isn't a physical place. Yeah, it's an intersection of what's below you and above you meeting out in the middle. Yeah, but if they say that the, the horizon is what like three miles away, or the max you can see is like thirteen miles away, right? Yeah. And by then you're going over the curve. So if something is going at three or five or ten miles away and is going over the curve, how come? And that's going away from you on the z-axis. How come? On the left to right, you're looking left to right. How come that horizon is perfectly flat for 13 miles? Yeah. Right? How, how can something be going over a curve 10 or 13 miles away from you? But if you look at 13 miles of horizon left to right, it's flat. Yeah. Why isn't it round too, like a ball? Do you live on a on a paper towel tube? Like, are you just on this round tube? Like, I, what what's going on? I don't know. I, that's the thing is that all these things and then... They use a lot of fisheye lenses to manipulate yes. your, your vision as well. Look, the bu- look, the budget for NASA is $60 million a day. A day of our tax? Yeah, they give you money. $60 million. We give them $60 million a day to tell us what space is. And there's not one fucking picture. And you can't question it. And here's another thing, Tyler. Has, we, we know that the government has lied to us in the past, yeah. right? It's just fact. It's yeah. out there. Has NASA ever lied to us? Uh, 
Has anybody ever questioned if NASA has lied to us? Have they ever told a lie to us? Or is NASA the only institution in the government that is batting a thousand? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You're telling me they're batting a thousand that Werner von Braun came over from Nazi Germany and started NASA and that dude's just hitting home runs. Yeah. He and ain't lying to with, us. With Walt Disney? With Walt Disney. So Disney and NASA are one in the same? Dude. Because during the Nuremberg trials, right, we were supposed what to- What a joke that we was. We were supposed to have- uh, you know, got rid of all the bad guys. Yeah. But really, they have that going on yeah. while while behind the scenes, they got thousands of Nazi scientists. They in, brought them over. In eugenicists and had them come and fucking form NASA they and just, Disney and all this other they shit. They just split the club up between U.S. and Russia is what yeah. they did. Yeah. Oh, and the CIA. Yeah. Well, uh, they, they brought a bunch here and they brought a bunch over to Russia. Yeah. So yeah. then I'm like, okay, so these are the guys who are telling us this. I also... Realized that I can't find a single picture of any planet or Earth or a satellite or nothing. I can't find an actual photo. I can find many images, but they're all CGI. Yeah, they're all composite images. And I'm like, dude, if we've been going up there since the 60s, there's not even... Like a Polaroid? What kind of battery technology were they using in 1969 to run those cameras and the spacecraft up there on the moon and uh -huh. stuff like that? Can we just bring that technology back? Yeah. No. Well, they, what do they say? How come they, we don't go back to the moon? What do they say? They say we've destroyed the technology and it's too painful of a process to bring that technology back That's again. right. Yeah. From the 60s. Yeah. Now, I still see like 69 Camaros on the road. Yeah. Ain't no problem keeping a car from the 60s on the road. Shit, I've seen guns from the 60s and 50s. They still work just fine. And can you tell me but, how a landline works on the moon to Earth? Well, they could beam a frequency, I guess, but I barely get any cell service at Th your that, house That's here, my dude. point yeah. is that I this is 2023. I have all the modern shit yeah. and I barely have internet and my cell doesn't work unless I walk outside into the driveway. Yeah. But somehow you had instant tele like telecommunication yeah. on the fucking moon, yeah. which is how many thousands of miles away? They Allegedly, say? what? 230,000 miles away. Some ridiculous like amount, dude. Some ridiculous amount. And then you have people like, have you ever heard of Crow 777? I have heard of Crow 777. Yeah, shoot the moon. Yeah. I told you about yeah, that. Yeah, it was you. I it just watched me. that the other day. Congratulations. Dude. What did you think about that movie? Well, I'm like... You can see the energy ripple through yeah, it, the... It looks, it looks like like a rendition or like, an, like, a, like if you had a holographic image and it has to re-upload. Yeah. I'm like, dude, this is so fucking bizarre. And what is it, right? I don't what know. is the moon? Shoot the moon. Shoot the Moon. Go look at Shoot the Moon by Crow Triple Seven, and he and only a couple other people now have actually videoed the lunar what he calls the lunar, lunar wave. wave. Yeah, and it's it's bizarre, but there's so many things. Like I was just telling my aunt, I said, okay, you have a Nazi scientist Werner von Braun and a fucking Freemason Illuminati Brotherhood, yeah. Walt Disney. Inventing NASA in nineteen thirty in the I think it's nineteen thirty-three we we so-called founded Pluto, the planet Pluto. Really? Yeah. Okay. And it just so happens that NASA founded the planet Pluto at the same time that Walt Disney invented the dog Pluto. <laughs> and it's so here's the best coincidence. Yeah. If you type into Google 
and you have to type an image because once again, for whatever reason, there is no actual photo. Yeah. But if you type in Pluto images, you'll see that our planet Pluto actually has the dog's face on the front yeah. of it. Yeah, they like superimpose it on it. It's interesting. <laughs> and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? They fucking do that to you. It's like, uh, this is, you know, this kind of ties in. We're talking about Disney. You know how many uh, dicks they've put in Disney movies? Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, Peter yeah. Pan. Little uh, Mermaid on the cover. Yeah, on the, the palace. Cover. Yeah, right? on the palace. Dicks. They got dicks everywhere. They love it. Dude, they love it. Uh, I've seen like Mickey Mouse has a fucking hard on when he's with Minnie. I see, uh, I think it was Lion King when they're up on Pride Rock. The clouds spell sex. All this different shit of subliminal messaging that's directly correlating into our subconscious, whether we're conscious of it or not. Then what happens, and they know this through Operation, you know, MK Ultra and shit, mm-hmm. how to program our brains into, I don't know, certain thought processes. Certain thought process patterns in a way of thinking. They just pour the information into your brain and send you on your way. Mm-hmm. You know, the inverse of the upside down of Mickey is wicked. Yeah, I've yeah. seen that. And yeah. then Disney, each thing is a 666. Yeah. It's like, man, but the average person is never going to look into it. And they probably like, oh, that's just a coincidence. Well, it's true. It starts out. They do it right in front of you. It does start out as a coincidence. Sure. Right? It does start out. But then. How many coincidences have to happen for it to not to be a coincidence or accidental anymore? When does it become intentional? They have to they have to tell you what they're going to do before they do it. And then when they do it, they're like, well, we warned you. Like, we showed you what we were going to do. Yeah. And then we did it anyway. And you didn't stop us. You and didn't say anything. You know another weird thing? Information control. I watched this documentary on, because other people will say, oh, well, the earth is hollow. Okay, Maybe it is. And maybe it is. Yeah, I don't know. I came across another thing that okay. was like, oh, my God, dude, what the fuck is going on? You yeah. know, am I just totally off in La La Land now? Sure. Yeah. Well, it was declassified documents from Hitler on certain crafts to go into Mount Utenberg, which is in. Okay. Yeah. Mount Utenberg in, I think it's in Austria, I believe. Okay. Supposedly, he's going in there and it's bringing him. Into Earth, to a civilization. Down into Earth. Down into Earth somewhere, to a civilization. I'll I'll, I'll send this to you. Go send it to me, because man. dude, it could be. I don't know. I don't know I either. Don't know. And that's why it's like, okay, well, you know, have you ever heard of the? I think it's called the Merkaba or no. Mer- Merkaba. It's where Maybe. like everything is down to the energetic level. Okay, but everything is just a toroidal field. Yeah, a tiny toroidal field, field within itself, bigger and bigger and bigger. And the hollow, or well, at least the hollow earth theory that I had came across was like the earth is like a toroidal field, essentially like a donut. Mm-hmm. And the pole in the middle is either a hole or something like that. But then that doesn't really make sense because Mount Utenberg isn't in the North Pole and you have, you know, Hyperborea. And yeah. just, it starts to become so overwhelming that I don't fucking know. Yeah, they overload you. All I know is that whatever they taught me in school and whatever my parents taught me is provably, provably inaccurate at this point. Yeah, That's all I'm we saying. We have to unlearn. We have to spend a lot of time unlearning what we think we know in order to start relearning and exploring new ideas. Yeah. And you can't be, can't be afraid to explore those ideas. No, and the thing is, is like... Why are you not allowed to question these things? And why do people get so mad? 
It gets super mad. Super mad, dude. Because it questions their entire reality. And, what if, if, and if someone's face-to-face that their entire world is a lie, how would that make you feel? Right? If you're living your life, <clears> going along, going to your 9-to-5 job, believing in space and Earth, and, oh, the government would never lie to me, and then all of a sudden someone is telling you something that goes completely against everything you know and believe, how would you initially react? Of course you'd be like, fuck no, dude. You're yeah. you're crazy. You're yeah. lying. I know what the world is like. I yeah. went to school. Yeah. I read the books. I got A's on the tests. Yeah, I guess you're right. That's what it is. Most people will just initially, it's a knee-jerk reaction to defend what they believe is real. Yeah. I look at it like, if I'm wrong, yeah, who fucking cares? Yeah, who cares? If I'm wrong, then what does it fucking matter? It's no threat to you. No. 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 But if I'm right, yeah, then we need to it's address- It's a threat to humanity. That's it. That's what. That's like the big thing is like, yeah. if I'm wrong and I'm just talking crazy craziness- Right. Who fucking cares? Yeah. If I'm right, then, hey, we got a problem. We got a problem. That's that's it. Yeah. Well, you got anything else? Man, we could go on forever, but I know we probably need to start wrapping this up soon because it's been what an hour and a half? Two yeah, hours it's almost? been like an hour and forty minutes. We can I continue think. to be continued. To be continued. Let's just see what the people have to say about this. Yeah. They can submit them some comments in here. Give us some questions, and uh, maybe we'll come back and recap some of those and dive deeper into what you want to hear more about. Yeah, those are I, the best. When I, you when you guys give us like actual detailed questions and want to know, then I have something to look into because it's so big that when I come up with by myself, I really don't even know where to start No, because it's all intertwined. Yeah. The same space people is the same as the same people who are giving you GMO seeds, who are the same people who are yeah. blocking out the sun, yeah. who are the same people who are telling you to eat bugs, who are yeah. the same people who told you to get a fucking jab or you were going to die. Yeah. They're all the same fucking people. You need eight shots to go to McDonald's. That's right. To get your human burger or and, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And that's the fucking crazy thing yeah. too is like now we have people who are really falling, falling, dropping, dropping died, dead, died right? Suddenly. And you can't ask. No. You can't ask. I asked the other day. You on can't someone. ask them if they're vaccinated. They're like, are you Tyler? kidding me? I was like, listen, motherfucker, you asked me if I was vaccinated to come in and get milk. Bingo. Milk. Yeah. Yeah. I remember a specific time two years ago. Okay. I was on my way to jujitsu. It okay. was hot as fuck outside. Yeah. And I'm going. I have no shirt on, just some shorts. Yeah. I stop into the Chevron in Granite Falls, Washington. All right. I have never been back there. Yeah. I grab a one-gallon jug of spring cold spring water. Yeah. She tells me I cannot buy it. It's one dollars ninety-nine cents. Because you can't. You're not wearing. Because a mask I'm not wearing a mask. Uh, isn't that crazy? She chose tries to convince me to buy a mask. <laughs> of course. I said no, ma'am. I finally was like, fuck it, and I pull my shirt up over my that's nose. That's not good enough, is it? She says, uh, that's not going to work. I, I, I said, I thought you said all I have to do is cover my face. Yeah. She goes. Well, it can't be that shirt. Do you have another shirt? I go, wait, wait, wait a minute. Shirt? Wait a minute. What's so that? if I go get another shirt, not the one I'm wearing, then and put good. it over, then I'm good. She goes, yeah, your arms can't be in it. What are you? I fucking slammed my water <laughs> jug on the counter and left. I've never been back. And the whole time driving to oh jujitsu, all I can think is, I will literally buy a five-gallon bucket and put it in the back of my truck. Yeah. And I'll go down to Lake Stevens with my Berkey water filter. <laughs> and I'll fucking filter fresh lake water yeah. from now on. Because fuck you guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's crazy. It's like, oh. Because they're in that command and control matrix, right? They're just trying to keep you in that system. Yeah. Which is kind of like, have you ever heard of the prison, the Stanford prison experiment? Yes. It's like that. They yeah. they all of a sudden, 
No one told them that they needed to act in such a way. They just start acting But they that way. just start acting in such a way because in their mind, yeah. it's for the greater good of humanity. Yeah. As and long as it's for the greater virtuous. good. They can literally dehydrate a dude in 100 degree weather because it's for our health and safety. Or they can control the weather. Or they can control the weather. It's for your health and safety. Trust us. Um, do you have any... Do you want people to get a hold of you or no? Uh, they can submit through you. Okay. And yeah. then if they if anybody has questions or anything, I'll get a hold of you. I'm happy to get back in touch. Roger so, that. So you yeah. hear that, guys. If any of you guys want to get a hold of us and want us to go over crazy things. I'll do this again. Yeah. I then understand. let me know. You can get a hold of me either on Instagram at Tyler Stanaway or through email at stanawayrootsandravens at gmail.com. And we will come back with whatever you guys give us. And if this sucked and you don't want to hear any more about it, then let us know that too. Fuck it. Don't listen. Yeah, don't listen. Tell tell everyone, fuck that compassionate Viking guy. He's full of shit. He's full of shit. <laughs> don't you question my reality, Tyler. Uh, right? All right, guys. With that being said, have a good, good uh, I guess I was going to say good night, good but night, it's not night day, for everyone. Have a great have life. Have a good life, and we'll see you next week. Later, Peace. guys. Peace.